heavy guitar off the start. It's classic Americana here. This isn't classic rock radio. This is entertainment, entertainment. Yeah, this isn't Q1043. This is entertainment, entertainment. You just said it. The entertaining podcast. It's an entertaining conversation. I should turn that off. Uh, (laughs) What if we should just let that keep going? It's like Anarchy in the Arena. That's what they do at Anarchy in the Arena and AEW. They play the song over and over again while the match goes on. Wow, that is Anarchy. So we're going to steal that from AEW and do it with John Cougar Mellencamp. Um, First off, happy MDW. I hope you all had a lovely Memorial Day weekend. Oh, I thought you were shouting out some wrestling-specific thing because you were, like, watching a wrestling match. MDW could be a wrestling match. Yeah, yeah, and sorry. I was like, oh, I guess he's doing some wrestling. No, I was just speaking of America, speaking of thank you, f- happy Memorial Day to yeah. everyone, and hope you enjoyed it. Right. Yeah, have a good time, everyone. A- absolutely. I just worked all day today, so I completely forgot it was Memorial Day, but absolutely oh, uh, yeah, I- enjoy your barbecues, everyone. Thank yes. you. Yeah, I trekked three. I'm straight off trekking three hours each way to Monmouth Park Racetrack, NJ, New Jersey. Lost $2 betting on a horse named Cooth. Got scolded by the guy taking bets. I guess you're not allowed to say the horse's names when you make a bet. What? I just had to have to say the number. Well, I mean, no yeah. names, just the number. Uh, that makes sense. So yeah, so that I makes first I was like, he was sense. like, you cannot say the name, oh my God. just the number." And I was like, uh, "All right, uh, horse eight to win." He came in last place, and that was the last bet I made. I That's... was like, "This horse was three to one to win." I bet it and lost it. It's over. That's it. Wow, that's how it is at the racetrack. Yeah, that's know? what it is. Yeah, I, I think horse racing should be replaced with battle bots. I think it's enough of horse <laughs> racing, and we should watch robots fight instead. I bet everybody agrees with that at the racetrack. Agreed. They all agree, definitely. Agreed. So happy Memorial Day weekend. Uh, We're celebrating. Well, yeah, We're celebrating. Hope a, I hope you had a great one. By the time you're listening to this, it'll be over. Um, right. And we're starting with a little John Cougar Mellencamp because that's our pop culture roundup for the week. Oh yeah, we're, you know we like to do a little pop culture, uh, you know, roundup at the top. Do some, um, you know, pop culture hot topics. And this week we have John Cougar Mellencamp, classic rock hero, cannot stop shouting at his fans to <laughs> shut the fuck up during his concerts. And the, like we got this, I think my uh, phone sent me this uh, article. Mellencamp wound up in our algorithm. Yeah, I don't know how, but he well, did. I mean, I do listen to like Duff McKagan from the Guns N' well, Roses audiobook. Yeah. Like, yeah. I will listen to like any classic <laughs> rock, um, aging rockers uh, audiobook. So maybe that's kind of like how it uh, wound up there. But thank God it did. Sometimes the algorithm is correct and scary. But um, yeah, you know. So this article wound up in my algorithm, and the funniest thing was, so there, you know, it's like John Cougar Mellencamp cannot stop shouting at his audience during uh, his concerts. But the picture they used was just a picture of him singing that looked like he was shouting and it's like, <laughs> like he's... it's the funniest thing in the world like highly recommend google this article it's from like it's not even from like a real uh, newspaper it's called like entertainmentrocks.com it's something yeah, it's like, like ultimate uh, rock here, yeah I have it right here it's um <clears throat> uh ultimate classic rock radio ultimate classic rock.com just just google john millen john mellencamp tells fans shut the fuck up <laughs> 
or hell on the show. There's a picture of him clearly going like, "Her so good." Like, <laughs> yeah. But it's but yeah, he looks like he is <laughs> pointing and yelling at the audience. And he's sweating. It's great. Yeah, I mean, I don't if if AI wrote this article and chose this photo, we're all fucked because AI is funnier than us. That's too if, good. If AI yeah. did this, wow. <laughs> yeah, this is that, that will. If Brian Rowley is a fake person. That was created by Ultimate Classic Rock. Uh, I am in full support of AI because they are yeah, fucking if, geniuses. If that's what this is, we've got some good entertainment to look forward to these next two decades. Yeah. Um, God. So, yeah. So, I guess apparently. So, it seems like he's had a couple shows recently. He's got an album coming out this coming Friday, June 2nd. It's called Orpheus Descending. Isn't that an awesome name? You might go, what does that mean? Well, we looked it up. Orpheus is a. He's a Greek mythological. He's a god. Is that what it was? Or was yeah. he just like kind of a. You know what? A I, musical prodigy type. He, I guess he was like in the Greek mythology. He was the one with like musical talent. I don't know if he was a god, a demigod. I didn't read that because I immediately when I when I googled it and saw that it was like a Greek figure that was the most talented at music, I just groaned and closed the window. It's like, of <laughs> <Yeah>. course. <laughs> I mean, like it's like all these guys in their old age, like all of a sudden get like kind of deep and like now he's choosing albums to be a metaphor. You know, yeah. where when he first came out, the albums were probably just like cougar. That's what it was. It's Melon right, yeah. Camp. Cougar. You know? Cougar. Melon Camp. Fool. Another uh, one. Yeah. I, I, I think there's pretty gods that he pretty there's pretty good odds that he has a tattoo of Orpheus somewhere. <laughs> Probably. I think there's like three to one odds. Who wants to take three to one odds? Does John Mellencamp have an Orpheus tattoo? Justin, you have a gambling addiction now. You can I do, I bet I lost two dollars today and I can't stop. Can't stop. Who wants three to one odds? <laughs> Uh, all right, so yeah, so so he's so he's touring this new album. He's he's, he's getting the word Orpheus out about Descending. it. Descending. He seems to be playing. So so the two re- the two shows they talk about in this article. He was in Cleveland mm-hmm. uh, and Prairie, Texas. So he seems to be going to some like conservative, maybe leaning areas. Big cities, big cities. Big, he's big playing. Time. I'm being sarcastic. Big time. Yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> And the Cleveland show was, uh, and yeah, and like more, it seemed more like a theater space because it's it's outlined in the article when you when you got to the venue, there are signs plastered everywhere that says this show respects theater etiquette, <sighs> so you better be on your best behavior. And that's not what the sign the sign just says this show respects theater etiquette. But you see that don't come here to fuck around. You need to sit in your seat and appreciate. And those Mellencamp fans saw that, and they're so punk rock. They were like, fuck that. Fuck this sign telling me how to enjoy Mellencamp. Because you know Mellencamp fans are very punk rock, you know? Very punk. They're really known for being contrarians, anti-establishment. A heavy so, police presence at the John Cougar Mellencamp shows. Yeah, because they, um, they know the fans. They know the fans. They're... They know them, yeah. So the show starts. It's got all those signs. It starts apparently with a 30-minute classic movie montage, which I don't even know what that means. Awesome. Is this just... Awesome. (laughs) Are you just watching? (laughs) Are you watching, like, trailers, basically? Like, what are you even watching? Like, you're just like... Is it, like, a scene from Scarface? A scene from this? A scene from that? I mean, Uh, pretty much. And I think that probably does a great job of setting up the new songs from Orpheus Descending. That's true. Maybe it ties in Orpheus. I to bet it does. Maybe it does. He's got a lot going on. This is a multimedia performance. <laughs> yeah, it is. Hey, yeah, it really is. So, so that plays. He comes out, and in the article it says he let it be known early in his set that quote, "I don't like people screaming from the fucking audience." <laughs> sounds like he's wasted to me. It sounds like he's coming out drunk instead of not. 
Not uh, George Foreman coming out wet. He's coming out drunk. So someone screams, play the fucking music. And he goes, listen, hey, you guys. These people don't shut the fuck up. I'm just going to leave, okay? And then he continues, because I'm not used to this crap. Look, guys, if I wanted to play this type of drunken environment, I'd play outside or I'd play an arena. So he does sound drunk because he has no idea where he is. No, it's he's... he has no idea where he like is a, is a playhouse theater, which is where he was. He was playing a playhouse theater in Cleveland. Is that any different or less drunken than an outside yeah, or how, just how just, high class are you expecting this to be? Yeah, like you're playing a theater that is demanding that it like that is announcing that it respects theater etiquette. So that's more classy than his other options of outside just general <laughs> just, in- just the outside you know <laughs> the classiest place to play outside just outside um or an arena which i mean have has anyone been to a, 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 yeah. a madison square garden it's like people are literally throwing up in the aisles well, like I think it that's is... what he's saying he's saying if i wanted to play a drunken oh i'm I would so play, stupid i would play outside or i'd play an arena but it's like you're on oh, classic rock stupid. radio every 25 minutes. Like your your audience is going to be fucked up. Yeah, like that's who's coming to your show. Right. Yeah. It's it's people who are of a certain age and they have their money and they are here to drink, John. <laughs> so get with it. Yeah. Also, I yeah I, I can't imagine that the Melon Camp audience is like. It's not like you know, insane clown posse. Like in, you know, it's not like that kind of vibe. Like I'm sure it's a lot of the same people we saw at Bruce. I'm sure. Yeah, they're just you know, they might kill a a poor innocent person like me who's trying to stay sober as they drunkenly uh, traipse across (laughs) me and try to pull me down. But other than that, I I don't think they interrupt their performances too much. You know what I mean? No, yeah, to to warrant this kind of shouting and threatening. Yeah, I mean, you know, unless maybe you know. Excuse me, I'm burping. Uh, <clears throat> unless he's only doing new stuff, and then maybe his crowd's getting a little drunk and being like, Jack and Diane, pink houses! <laughs> and he's like, listen, you shut the fuck up, I'm here talking about gun violence. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like... a new one from Orpheus to Sandy. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like, ah, oh, man. God, jeez. God, it hurts so good. <laughs> yeah. John. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's not why I don't that's, that's not why I do this. Who didn't see the sign that this <laughs> yeah. theater respects theater etiquette? And also it's like sorry, John Cougar Mellencamp. Um, there is no more etiquette. Everyone's a monster now on a cell phone. Oh, it's over. It's yeah. over. As far yeah. as like edit what are you expecting, sir? You know, it's not nineteen seventy eight. It's not even two thousand and fourteen anymore. It's at, it's at a nightmare. Point, yeah, at this point if I'm at a if I'm in a mass event and there isn't a shooting i'm like this was great excellent i'm like wow another mass event that i got through without getting shot with a. I i had a great time because yeah. i didn't die so that's john, a great you know, point yeah, yeah come on john no one's got guns there people want to hear the hits and that's okay yeah play the hits you're 71 you know how many more times left do you have to play jack and diane for these people I don't think he has. I think he's. I think he's cranky and old, and he wants to go home. I no, mean, it doesn't sound like he wants to be there at all. No, but I, he does want to be known as Orpheus. 
Yes. That's what he does want to be known as. Yes, and the, he does want to be known as the as, as the, uh, the this, this John Cougar Mellencamp, the theater show that respects etiquette and starts with a 30-minute video of his favorite classic movie <laughs> clips. And then hopefully we'll do the whole the whole album of Orpheus Descending, which he hopes someone will ask him his his uh, what his relationship to Orpheus is. I bet you that. He's he, like, tell the uh, reporter he has to ask me my thoughts on Orpheus and Greek mythology. He is dying. <laughs> yeah, he is dying for someone to talk to him, talk to him about Orpheus of uh, Greek mythology, and and I say and I tell you what, don't do it, people, don't give it to him. And it's also like John Cougar Mellencamp, his ego. It's like you are not Bruce Springsteen, as far as in the, within the classic rock uh, heritage. This is why I hate him. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's you, like finish and, yeah. he's not Bruce Springsteen. He's not Bob Seger. And you're not even Seeger. Not Seeger. Um, you're kind of worse than you two. It's like you didn't force everyone to have one of your shitty late albums on their iPod on or their whatever. Apple music yeah, everywhere. like you didn't do that. But if you're if you're listening to classic rock radio and like you're having a good stretch, you know, it's like maybe um, the Kinks come on and then it's a Bruce song and it's like Heart and then like Melon Camp comes on and it's like it's little. Roots. It it's like wait, uh, what is like it's, it's just like can you just play a commercial instead yeah. i really just don't i i like hurt so good that's the only Mellencamp song that i kind of solidly will listen to and sing along i do like hurt so good i, I will come out and say that i, I this that's the only song i can tolerate of his i yeah. was listening to some more of his stuff today and I was, he's so bad and he wants to be bruce so bad and yeah. it's like yeah you're not you're not even Mel, you're not seeger you're not even bono like i will take a u2 two for tuesday over Mellencamp all day every day yeah all day every day yeah i mean i don't like u2 i really don't but i yeah i think i could take like Sunday, Bloody Sunday, and like one, those two songs. One. Not bad. You um, know? God, uh, Beautiful Day. I will Ooh, take that over. Get out. No. I will take that over any Mountain King. No, I no, will take no, it over no, any no, no. It's a beautiful no. day, and he's running. No. I will take that. I'll take Vertigo over anything Mountain Camper. No. Trace. Cardoze. No, no. Hello. Okay, you know what? I think I like John Cougar Battle and Camp better than you two. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe I've driven you to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't stand you no. two. I really can't stand you two. <laughs> well, I, I, I like their music way better than his. his you, go back and listen to Pink Houses again. It's really bad. I know, but I think it's a little more like sing alongable in the car than like, you know, Bono just going, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> Disagree. Yeah, this I don't know. Well, you know, hey, you're Mellon Camp, I'm you too. So, and that's, that's just what it's going to be. That's who we are. It's a good. I think that's a. It's an interesting question for all of you at home to answer. Are mm-hmm. you Mellon Camp or are you you too? Yeah, forget Beatles and Stones. It's... Not Beatles and Stones. Not Human and Dancer. What if the Killers did that? Are we? Are we Cougar? Or are we Bono? That was pretty good. <laughs> that was right? excellent. Thank you. Yeah. That, uh, uh, I'm yeah. I, I'm U2 over Mellencamp. Uh, I, you know, preferably neither. Mm. Uh, but you <laughs> know, but you preferably <laughs> neither. But if True. I if I have to be subjected to a two for Tuesday, I'm picking up U2 a hundred times out of hundred. Yeah, I think I'm going Mellencamp. I know that's like. Ugh. Which really questions my taste, but sucking down to the dogs outside the taste freeze. Uh-huh. I mean, God, I know I, I, I'm, I don't hate it. I I don't like it, but it, there's something about you two makes me angrier, and I just <laughs> I have to. I want to turn it off, and I don't know. Maybe I think Mellencamp's kind of he's so corny in a way that I can like. Yeah, I don't know. 
I can get down a little more than the uh, fucking U2. Ugh. Oh, hey, you know. Ain't that America? <laughs> you win. <laughs> Sorry, okay. Um, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm probably a little too hard on John Mellencamp, but I was like, God, I can't stand this today. I was like, I cannot stand this. Well, he doesn't help himself with, like, you know, his music's not great, and then he does this where he... You know, uh, verbally threatens the... Clearly takes himself very seriously. Takes himself way too seriously, yeah. Yeah, Like, come on. Like, Bruce didn't subject us to his favorite, you know, clips from his favorite noirs. You know, like, we didn't have to... No, he just came out in a timely manner. Yeah. And And we all had a great time. We all had a great time. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's... And, and, you know, Seeger, I've seen Seeger, and he doesn't even have... He doesn't have anything behind him. He doesn't yet. Like, he plays Madison Square Garden, and he didn't even have a, a, screen, a screen or anything. You know, it, was like, just, it was just like his band. Right? Yeah. If, if you were in the nosebleed seats, you just had a squint. Yeah, I mean, you're not seeing it. Seeger's yeah. got a way better voice. He's oh. got a way cooler vibe. Like, yeah, Mellencamp, Mellencamp wants to be Springsteen, but he's not even close to see. Like, it's like, and, you know, yeah. Nothing. And, you know, I'm not saying because Seeger's right up there with Bruce, too. But I'm like, dude, like, oh, yeah. Mel- Mellencamp, just enough. Yeah. Just shut it. Yeah, it's like, you know, Seeger's not having Mellencamp come out and sing, um, uh, oh, God, what is the song? Only Rock and Roll? It's, no, not Only Rock and Roll. Oh, my Still God. Still Rock and Roll to me. Just take those old records off oh, the shelf. Old time, yeah, yes, yeah, old time rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, God, yeah. he had Bruce come out and sing that with him. You know what I That's mean? Like cool, yeah. he's not going to have Mellencamp come out and sing it with him. He's, he know. also is not going to have an album called Orpheus Descending. God no, God, you're <laughs> so, right. I mean, yeah, Seeger is never going to subject you to his thoughts on Greek mythology and his relationship to it. Yeah, never. Just, just referencing it, just his Ugh. cool Greek mythology reference. Ugh, gross. Yeah, gross. Anyway. So All that's right. our, that's the pop culture roundup. That's literally uh, everything that's, that's going on. That's what's going on right now. So much going on in pop culture. Mellencamp shouting. That's everything that's going on in pop culture right now. Mellencamp shouting at his off. You guys really audience. have to look up the picture. Yeah. You really have to look up the picture. Yeah. And there were some other topics, but we just thought, you know what? This is so important and it's so like trending that we have to get on top of it, yes. right? Like we have to. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we're cutting edge here. Folks. We keep you on top of what's going on. Here. Yeah. It's so now you're, you're all caught up. You know, everything that's going on in pop culture. And you're uh, coming back to work from Memorial Day weekend. You got a hot J- John Cougar Mellencamp take. <laughs> yeah. That you can bring to work with. Tell you. everybody about it. I'm sure every, because like everyone's going to be talking about it back at the office, even though people don't work in offices anymore. You know? Yeah, like, you're going to walk up. Did you hear about John Cougar Mellencamp at the Cleveland Playhouse? Well, I yeah. heard it. What's well, crazy? <laughs> yeah. Is that they had a sign in the theater saying they respect theater etiquette. And then he, and then what's crazy though is that like he expects people to take him seriously with his Orpheus Descending album. It's like whatever, dude. You know, like people are yeah, totally he's gonna got do those that. Are, that's exactly what his fans sound like. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. That's that. We're all caught up. We know everything that's going on in the world. Um, something else is going on. We just got back from a little vacation. Not to brag. Um, not but, to brag. We, yeah. it was our vacation this past week. Yep, we went out to Los Angeles. Out on the West Coast. <laughs> the Golden Coast. Yeah. And you might think, oh, they're comedians. They went out to L.A. to, like, do comedy. Nope. Not at all. We are not. Mostly to eat and get high. Yeah. Mostly we, to get high and eat. We like to do nothing. We're, we're comedians. We work. We're ambitious. But we're not, like, crazy ambitious. <laughs> like, they're, most comedians would probably go on vacation and still try to do stage time. Not us. We try to find the cosmic weed cookies immediately and then um, just eat our way through Los Angeles. It was yeah, a great us, time. Yeah, edibles and water. That is our first stop always. First uh, stop. 
Yeah. Where? Yeah. We'll get into our. We did go to the comedy store to see a show. We we'll get into that. But yeah. we're the comedians who are ter- like we the we had to overcome anxiety just to get to the comedy store. Yeah, we're insecure messes. But um, anyway, so we went we went to L. A. Because the first time we went off to L. A. We went to see we like kind of planned a trip around seeing the Strokes at the Forum, and we had like such a good time. Out- such a good we time. Had so such much fun. a good time. Um, <laughs> that we were like, fuck, we need to go back and like actually do some sightseeing because it's actually like really nice. Um, LA is like really nice to visit. It's it's such a like West. We stay in West. Uh, yeah, it it's yeah, my, yeah. It's cool to visit a city that you're not you don't live in. You're not jaded by, mm-hmm. and you can kind of like just like sort of enjoy the touristy aspect of it instead of like rolling your eyes at it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, lo- I love it out there. I love Los. Oh, Angeles. it's so nice. Yeah, um, we stayed in West Hollywood. We found this hotel. It's like it doesn't seem like it's 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 too fancy, but you can get a suite there pretty cheap, and it has like a really nice balcony. So. We went back to the hotel. We got our we got an awesome balcony. We're all about we love a balcony on vacation. We love a balcony. You have to have a balcony. We're balcony and hard seltzer basic bitches here. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, at entertainment, entertainment. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and so okay, so we get there. We get to LAX and we're driving into West Hollywood. And like the first thing I notice is the buffet of billboards that like dominate the Sunset Strip as yeah. you're as you're coming from the airport into. Um, into LA, like into Los Angeles. And it's just, it seems so hilarious because it's clearly such a competitive blood sport out there. Like who can get the biggest, most obnoxious billboard? Yeah, they're electronic now. Yeah. Uh, it, it just, yeah, it just feels like this is the one city where billboards are really thriving. Like New York, yeah. man, like, it, I mean, there's a ton of billboards like in like uh, Times Square and, but they're not anywhere in the city. Like if anywhere you go in LA, there is just billboard, 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 billboard all over, all over, all over. Yeah. Uh, and you're just looking at Howie Mandel's glasses most of the time. Right. You're like, oh, thank God for this um, 20 foot billboard to remind me that Sofia Vergara is on American Got Talent. Good to know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Simon Cowell's jacked up face. Yeah. And then you're like, why does American Got Talent, like probably the most popular television shows that's still just like on regular TV, why do they need this big billboard? Like, who is this for? Or is it just these like executives like showing how big their cocks are by like that is a great it just, point it feels like yeah. a cock fight with these billboards it, like an in yeah. it's such an industry like yeah, so yeah that is such a great yeah because it's like really who needs a billboard to watch know what america's got talent is want to watch america's got, like to me they made sense like there were some billboards where it was like it was like the three i know so it was like garth brooks rob schneider and ricky gervais <laughs> i guess we're all locally playing at some point in the next few months yeah so they had billboards you know and that made sense because i was like you know if you're driving or you know say you're a tourist and it was like and you're a garth brooks fan whatever if, i guess if you're a fan you probably know but if it's something to do you know what i mean because <laughs> yeah. it's like you drove by and you're like oh rob schneider's in town i got nothing to do on thursday and it's like you know you can get tickets or whatever yeah um but uh but yeah for like a, a mega like it was like that the fucking bupkis pete davidson show had uh, one which yeah. is, i've had enough i know i've had enough i know i'm up to here i've had enough with pete davidson i know you know that's all i'll say it's okay he's uh he's in bupkis there he is he's there's pete bupkis. davidson all i'll say about bupkis is if if the whole tv show is the whole advertising is just cast porn i'm out if that's what, if that's what you're offering right off the top is just cast porn nonstop. Come see these celebrities play themselves. I'm, I couldn't be further away from that. Get me away from Buffkiss. I know. It's like, who's who's his... Uh, it's not Danny DeVito, but it's someone... Joe Pesci. Joe yeah. Pesci and Edie Falco are his parents. And yeah. then it's like, Mulaney's in it. 
it's just every single celebrity, just Simon, every from Mulaney to Simon Rex, everyone oh is in it. Everyone is in it. Yeah, it's like he's fucked every female celebrity, and now he just has to have every famous celebrity in his show. Like he's yeah. a, he's a slutty. His style is slutty. Like whatever he's doing, it's going to be slutty. It's he's going to fuck every girl, and then he's going to have every cool celebrity in his show. Like that's yeah. his, that's what he does. He's a slutty yeah. celebrity. Um, yeah, and my animosity does not come from. Because I feel like there's like a lot of guys. It's like, oh, this guy, this, this guy's fucking. Her. It's like, yeah, of course he is. He's <laughs> tall and he has a big dick and he's rich. Of course he's fucking everyone. Yeah. Uh, I'm just like, I just don't. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, I think uh, not. Anyway, we we've said it. He's um. Has, yeah, is he funny? I, I really his, don't yeah, know. Yeah, his dating I, I record know. makes way more sense to me than other things. Right. He's yes, done. yes. Um. Anyway, all right. So, yeah, first thing we notice, crazy billboards everywhere. Kind of confusing. But I guess it does make sense if people are driving. That is one thing. Like, you're driving and you look up. So I, I guess it does make sense. But it just seems very desperate, these kind of, like billboards everywhere yeah. it just seems like a an, an insecure like cock well, fight for the, yeah they yeah, they are like they really are relics from a different era like you're really coming across relics from a bygone era and the fact that they're so prominent in 2023 out there is like wild yeah it's, and like uh, not all of them are digital you would think at this point they would like maximize it would just all be digital yeah just to maximize how many advertisers they could get yeah, using then you it could just go like america's got talent five seconds you dancing know, with the stars dancing with the stars five seconds bub kiss bub kiss five <laughs> seconds yeah and it's, but yeah no, there's a lot of just paper yeah old school billboards uh, i i i enjoyed it i liked the aesthetic of the billboards the only thing i didn't like was there was this one of sydney sweeney looking down on you and like every time i was walking back from a restaurant after eating a ton of carbs i was like you know what sydney sweeney i really don't need the attitude like i know all the <laughs> it was it, oh my God. it was like up the hill like i don't know it was like this i think it was like a perfume ad it was just like cindy wow. sweeney looking down on me and i was like i know everything she eats goes right to her tits and she has like big fat perfect tits but it's like not everyone's like that and i really don't need a big sydney sweeney judging me on a on a sunset strip where there's a lot of really good restaurants you know it was just after a while i was like all right can we block the sydney sweeney yeah, no, that's judging where you, me where come you on use, you could use the electronic there or yeah like, let's you know, go like cycle it through oh melissa could. mccarthy's in something yeah, thank you thank McCarthy you ursula thank you As the little mermaid is smashing the box office this week yeah. that's what i've read yeah um yeah, so that was great. Billboards were great. Yeah, um, and we dro- so then the first thing we do because we, we went here the last time we were in LA. We love Mel's Diner. It's on Mel's Drive Through. I think there's oh. yeah, I think there's like two. They have I think there's multiple locations. Oh, okay, I think there's like one in uh, La Jolla. I think it sounded like okay. there, there's one in Hollywood. We, yeah, we went to the one in Hollywood. Um, yeah, West Hollywood. Mel's is it driver? Mel's Diner Mel's or driving? Drive-in. Okay, Mel's driving. It's like the best fucking. I call it a diner. I guess it's a drive-in, but it feels like a diner. Well, like it's a diner. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a diner. It's, it's a diner. Yeah, it's a diner, and it's like it's such a cute little diner. Um, and they respect vegetarians in this way that I've never felt eating at a diner. I'm a vegetarian. I've been to a lot of diners, especially in New Jersey, where Justin is from. Mm. I did a lot of diners in New Jersey when we were dating. And if you order a veggie burger in New Jersey, most of the time the waitress is going to be like, fuck this hippie cunt and like give you a (laughs) soggy garden patty that was like barely microwaved and then justin's order would come and it would be like this beautiful regular burger taking so much well, care I, there, and there would be times where i would also get a veggie burger and I would, i'm like wow it's very i feel it it's very real yeah it's, they, it's yeah the, the 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 veggie shame 
Uh, well, yeah, with Jersey, it just becomes a thing now because it's, it's either like aggressively anti-vegetarian or aggressively vegetarian. Where you yeah. Want, where it's like, where's, yeah, Mel's just makes a really good veggie burger. <sighs> they don't overtop it. They just put your basic, you know, lettuce, tomato, pickle, onion on it. Delicious. Yeah. Um, it's not because I feel like you usually get like a veggie burger and it's like some uh, like ranch aioli and Car- also caramelized, caramelized onions, onions and Ugh. ranch aioli and avocado sauce. Yeah. And it's like, and it just falls apart and it's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mel's does it right. Yeah. They just make the impossible burger like it's a regular burger and it's fucking delicious. Their fries are incredible. Fries are so good. And it's also cool because like you go into the diner and the waitresses, like you seat yourself. You don't have to like wait for anyone Love to see you. Love the seat yourself system. Yep. And if you're standing, if, you, if you're unaware, you walk in there and within two seconds, someone's just going to be like, hey, see anyone's welcome. Seat yourself. Yeah. They get you in and out. Um, the waitresses are feel like they've been working there since the place opened. Like they are, they're very old. They have like an old they school feel, vibe. Yeah, no, they've been on a bender since like 1973. Yeah. These waitresses. Or they've been on a shift since 1973 because yeah, they have yeah. this like exhausted look in them. Like they're just, they're tired, but yet they're attentive and very good. Um, great. Yeah. Well, no, the service there is great. Yeah, yeah the service yeah. is great. And then you get to like eat a delicious veggie burger while looking at pictures of like Cara Delevingne at Mel's promoting some weird like jewelry brand. Like the, oh my the, God, yeah. the photos they have everywhere are so weird. It's like Cara Delevingne and Guy Fieri. Yeah. All over the place. Yeah. yeah. And then like the little jukeboxes they have on the on the table in Mel's. Um, everyone we sat, on, sat at, because we went there multiple times. Um, went there three times. Three times. And, and it was totally cool. It's not one of those places... Each- each time I got something else, and each time it was delicious. Yeah. Each time so, I was, like, so high, and I was like, this place is special. This is so good. It is. It really is. And um, so, yeah, they had these little, like, uh, jukeboxes uh, on the table, and the, pretty much everyone we sat on sat at, except for one, which didn't have the little jukebox, the, the jukebox music was open to, like, Lana Del Rey's Greatest Hits, and I noticed... These greatest hits did not include anything from Norman fucking Rockwell. So they were on to Lana Del Rey's kind of. Yeah, before she got like Jack Antonoffed into like Taylor Swift duets. You know what I mean? Like they were they were on the Lana Del Rey. Like they got that Lana Del Rey was like referencing Mel's diner Americana aesthetics like before it got like so blown out of the proportion with Norman fucking Rockwell. And I respect that. Yeah, they had a uh, they had a milkshake that was honoring Lana's new album. Oh, wow. I should, I should have gotten yeah. it. I, I, I didn't think yet. It was like a banana milk. It sounded delicious. Yeah. Like banana milkshake with Nutella. Who doesn't love that? Who doesn't uh, love that? Yeah. So go Lana. Uh, <laughs> Mel's is great. Go Lana. Delicious. It's, uh, I love that place. And it was, we, we literally stay at a restaurant. Like, I mean, we stay at a hotel, like walking distance from Mel to Mel's, like intentionally, like it's all intentional. Here. Yeah. No, it, it, um, that's part of it. Uh, yeah. So that was like, that was really our first day. We did, you know, we, we, we you know, it's coast to coast. It's a long travel day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we, we hit, you know, uh, the, the dispensary and uh, CVS, and then we went and got some food, and then we just kind of, like, chilled out on the balcony and went to bed early that night. It was yep. a good time. Yep. Uh, woke up to our favorite continental breakfast. Yeah. To our favorite continental breakfast of that, uh, the hotel. Starts at 7 a.m., and you got to get there early, otherwise it's, it's like... It's packed at 7.01. Yeah, you know, it's, it's packed. And then um, everyone has crazy vacation energy. No one's making room for anyone. Uh, no one's making the right decisions. Everybody's confused. Everybody's yeah. looking for a spoon. Yeah. Like, it's 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 chaos. You got you to gotta go in with a game plan. You, know? you have to know what you're doing when you go in there. Yeah. Otherwise, you get ran over by a large man. Yeah. A, a probably large man will walk over you. 
I, I had two guys. I, I, I accidentally, excuse me, I'm burping again. I, I, as I walked past the, uh, wow, you made this m- most miserable face. Maybe just try to I do wish... it away from the mic. Maybe just don't continue you know, to burp into hey, the mic. I don't know. You know what, guys? I'm very real. And I hope <laughs> yeah. that, it, it, it's you know, if you guys are going to listen to this, you're going to listen to it. You know what I mean? Uh, we burp on this podcast. I burp here. I, we, I just ate Indian food before this uh, <laughs> and spent six hours on nj transit trains today i I had some coffee um yeah so uh what was i what was i on the continental breakfast uh this story sucked anyway don't even i'm glad i burped and threw it off all right my stories moving on my story stunk i wasn't saying i was saying my story stunk of getting run over by two large men (laughs) my story stunk right well, all right. So we then. had the continental breakfast. Mm-hmm. We wake up. Yeah. First full day. First full day. We decide. Yeah. So the continental breakfast. I don't know. I, I'm at this point traveling where I, I'm bringing my own tea. Like I'm kind of like barely, you know, I I, I, I know that was a pro move. It, yeah. That I, was a great move by you. I like an Earl Grey. I like a Twinlings. I really don't like Lipton. So I kind of had this like get my own tea. And then I was doing cereal and getting out because the last time we were there, I was like heating up an English muffin and this man claimed that I stole his English muffin. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. Like, hey, I put, that's my English muffin. Yeah, like I, I put things. His wife's like, what happened? Yeah. What like, happened? I tend to attract like crazy men in, the, in this continental breakfast situation. So as you were saying, yeah, it is a crazy environment. So I tried to just, you know, make my own tea, have some cereal and then get the fuck out of there. Um, yeah. And then... We were ready. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I go egg, hash brown, and I'm in and out. Yeah. Uh, Y'all y- y- grab a cup of coffee while I'm there. Um, but yeah, so love a continental breakfast. Saved us some money. It was, it's very Appreciate nice. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so we did that, and then we uh, got nice and uh, ate some cookies. Uh, and then we went to the, the Getty Museum. <laughs> yeah. This was new for us. Like, we... I work in an art museum. I, like, studied art. And uh, Justin never... I mean, you... you, you you like art, but you never really like wanted. It was never to... my thing. Safe no, to, safe to say it was never my thing. No, let's just say safe to say it was never my thing. I've always liked colors. Yes, I've always enjoyed a color. I always felt like blue was a part of me. Okay, uh, so I've always enjoyed looking at colors, and I like colors. But other than that, you know, I, I really, you know, I don't know much about art. It really, really didn't. I went to the the Whitney Museum once when I used to work there, and I think I walked around for like two seconds. I think I was like really stoned and self conscious, then I left. Um, but I thought the Getty would be interesting because it, it there's this tram that kind of like takes you up into the hills and it's like a good way of kind of like because it's hard to like go up into the Hollywood Hills like what do you just I mean we didn't rent a car we don't like to drive so yeah. I was like oh if we go to the Getty it'll be a great way to like kind of like get a different view like go up into the I don't know I just thought the tram going into the it Getty was really nice yeah so we so we yeah we had a cosmic cookie we got stoned and then we got a lift um, to the Getty and. That was totally easy. We got to the Getty, and then we get into the tram, and there's such weird energy in the Getty tram between who picks to sit and who picks to stand to, like, get the views. Like, I felt like I was being judged by the people who chose to stand. Like, they were, like, superior. Like, well, there was oh, a, look there at was these. There was a couple that was on top of us. Like, we sat in the front corner, 
And then this couple like ran to the window right next to us. And I mean, I was like, you two are both in my lap. Like, <laughs> yeah. you move. You both have to move. And like, it wasn't like there wasn't, it was a huge, no one was really there. It was a quiet day. Like, there wasn't a lot of people. No, there was like five people on the car. Yeah. And, but for some reason, it's, it's crazy energy in this Getty tram. I feel like no one really knows how to behave. We, we both, and I also think, I don't know why, we both attract wild energy. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Like, it's just, when when protons and neutrons are going crazy, they just start making their way towards us. <laughs> yes. Something is going on there with our energy and energy, crazy energy coming towards us. Could be the fact that we're always stoned. Not sure. But it, probably, it, you know, probably, probably the, the cosmic cookies don't help. But it was weird. Like, yeah, these people were way too close to us. There was way more room. I don't know why they didn't spread out. And well, I they felt were, like, yeah, cause they, well, they were just doing the thing because you could look out the front of the tram right next to where we were sitting. Like there was yeah, like a, okay. a front window. So the, the girl ran up to like get the front window out to <laughs> see where they were going down. And then her boyfriend was just like uh, standing on me. Yeah. I'm like, both of you get away from me. It was weird. It was really weird. And then to add like to the weirdness, they started this like classical score started to play within the tram to kind of like add some ambiance. And then as you ascend into the getty it becomes like this intense like the music gets more and more intense and now it's like some fucking you feel like you're listening to the theme from jurassic park yeah. you know it's like really intense and you're and then it's just like we're just the, going up to a museum yeah, like, they, is they, this necessary yeah no and they, and they time the song the song like has an orgasm as you right. arrive as you arrive to the to the to the getty yeah which it was nice Sure. I don't necessarily need it, uh, but, I, I mean, uh, you know. I guess they're trying to, like, put you in the mind space of, like, John Paul Getty, like, the oil, oil baron coming to his estate with his art collection, you know, yeah. like, it's supposed to... But the crazy thing is they play the same song on the way down. No, it's a different song on the way it down. It is? It's a different song. On the way down, it's a much more, like... You have done it. I didn't notice it's a, that. It's a total. It's a total like victory bells, like like oh, sounding. That's so weird. Yeah, I thought I, it was the I, same I, song. I, I distinctly noticed. It. I was like, wow, this is a different. Like you've enjoyed your stay. You've done it. You know, vibe oh, okay. of vibe of like bells. It's just you know, it, it's a um, instrumental classical. Interesting. Okay, uh, yeah. I thought it was the same song, but okay, wow. So they do they do score it differently on the way down. Yeah, oh, it's totally. Yeah, no, the way there is more like Jurassic Park journey, and then like as you get to the top, you're coming. Yes. Uh, and then yeah, and then on the way, it was like you know that's like the after sex cigarette on the way down. Interesting. Good. Good. Pay attention, Justin. I didn't even realize that. All right. It is weird though. Be prepared if you if you decide to go to the Getty for this weird tram uh scored a scored tram ride kind of weird yeah and also just like random security guards stations because it's such a big grounds Mm -hmm. that you're just just a random just like go that way and just like go that way and you're like okay (laughs) you go and then you you know 150 feet later you get up to another guy who's like this way yeah you're like okay it's museums are weird it's a weird thing but it was really cool they had a few really nice overlooks with some really great like at one point you could see there's like an overlook you step out of the gallery and you can see from like the water all the way to like the freeway where you're kind of like standing above you know you can see like so much of los angeles up there it's beautiful. like it's like a really cool way to see the city i feel like um and we had a great time looking at the dutch uh it was like a Dutch painting show we like looked at. It was yeah. like all these like old Dutch like um, drawings and paintings, right? Yeah, like a lot of like uh, a lot of ships, a lot of harbors. It was like really beautiful stuff, though. Like really, really beautiful. I think it was like 18th century um, old. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of with museums. It is cool when you 
you're looking at like just how old some of this stuff is and you're like these people stunk like this is like 1700s you know these people stunk and they're still doing it (laughs) you Uh, mean like their hygiene they were everything yeah 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 hygiene (laughs) stunk you know it was gritty yeah uh the best yeah for me the best painting was the guy who did a self-portrait of himself (laughs) yawning like that was like Mm -hmm. the funniest thing i've ever seen that guy, I, I should have looked up his name before we did this, sir. But uh, yeah, what a genius! I know, weirdo, like Dutch artist in yeah. the 1700s, painted a self-portrait of himself yawning, and it looks like John Mellencamp yelling at. I'm still laughing about it. It's, he looks like John Mellencamp yelling at an audience. He does look like John Mellencamp. He's he's pushing the boundaries of self-portraiture in the 18th yeah. century. It's, you know, it's, I love I loved that painting. It's incredible. Yeah. It's a really good painting. We saw a really cool uh, James Ensor painting of like his his imagining of like the Last Temptation of Christ, how it would look. That big one with all the masks. Oh, and, that one was really cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like yeah, Christ showing like if Christ showed up again. Yeah, yeah that and was, like that people was really were just cool. turning to skulls. It was like really weird. Yeah. And then there's a really good like French impressionist room with like Van Goghs and Monets that were really really beautiful. Um, that room was very cool. Yeah. That was probably my specific room. There was also a great old Italian candelabra that I thought was very cool. Yeah, I was shocked how much you got into stuff. I was like really impressed. I by was your... so high. I mean, yeah, I was <laughs> this whole trip. I was out yeah. of my mind and loved it. Yeah, but yeah, I, that was yeah. I had a really good time at you know we went to another museum. We'll get into it in a little mm-hmm. bit. I had a great time at both museums. I, I really enjoyed, it. and it was free. I know. Look yeah. at California. Just letting you in. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, California. You can you can pop a tent and live anywhere, and you can also go to the museums yeah. for free. They're very progressive. Go to the museums there. for free. You know what? I will vote for you, Newsom. Right. Got my vote. Beautiful. Thanks for the Getty. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was really fun. It was easy to get to. Um, yeah, it was really beautiful. They have some really great art, and it's free. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, Highly recommend. Yeah, we had a great time. Yeah. And then after that, we went to Chin Chin on um, Sunset. Our Boulevard. favorite Chinese restaurant. Oh, my God. It's insane. It's so good. Yeah. It is so good. Yeah, yeah we, um, took, we took a cab back down. At this point, we've had great luck with our cab drivers yeah at, at this, this point, point. Uh, uh, yeah. it will change but at this point in the trip i think i even made a note that like these cab drivers are uber, uber drivers are so professional they don't say a word yeah it's very new york like because in new york you know i mean maybe if they can tell your tourists they will but for the most part they won't say a word to you but like the first time we went to la it was like every single uber driver we had would not stop talking. There was one guy just like pointing out. He was like, look at this Tesla, 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 Range Rover, Tesla. I'm not even making this up, guys. This is crazy. It was it was crazy. And he he picked us up. Um, it was like he he told he basically told us he had been working all night. Like it was and we we got it. We got picked up at like 11 a.m. And he said he'd been working since like eight o'clock that previous day. So he'd just been like up all night doing meth it seemed like yeah just like swerving like he was constantly like letting go of the wheel and then having to like grab it yeah and then then... he drove us out to like this (laughs) we're going to santa monica Monica. yeah we wanted to go to like the outdoor promenade or whatever and he drove us out there and when we got to this neighborhood i want to say it was brentwood or something like that he was like there was all, we could see this like total encampment of like all these people homeless people living in tents and he was like look look that is uh that restaurant is Michelle Obama's favorite restaurant she eats her all the time and then we were like oh crazy but what about those 
tense over there like what is that and he was like yeah those are veterans they're kicking them out soon they gotta go <laughs> we, we were like whoa like we were yeah we were like what oh, how long have they been there he was like well about like six months yeah, or so but they gotta go and we, were, and we were like i think we asked him and we were like you know it wasn't like a violent thing. It was like, no, it's just time for them to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's just time for them to go. They had to get out of there. But Michelle Obama eats over there. Michelle Isn't Obama that crazy? Michelle Obama eats right there. I, that is, I'm pretty sure. He was like, I'm pretty sure that's the one she goes Tesla to. Tesla Range Rover. Tesla, Tesla Range Rover. Tesla Range Rover. You guys, you guys are so, so lucky. lucky you have a. Yeah. You guys are so lucky you got me. You guys are so lucky you got me as a as a Lyft driver, right? You're going to tip me a lot of money, right? Do you guys want meth? Yeah. Tesla Range Rover. Tesla. My, like. At that point, yeah, my asshole was, like, gripping the seat. You are just so clenched. Uh, it's exhausting. Uh, so, yeah, but then on this trip, we were like, wow, none of this so far. No, wow. they, the cab drivers were so quiet and yeah. chill. It was amazing. So we get to Chin Chin. We get to Chin Chin, and this is the second time. Yeah, the first trip, we, we went to Chin Chin. We loved it. And the, the But I do notice there's always, like, a very intense actor waiter. Like, you can tell the waiters at Chin Chin are aspiring wow. actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just have that look. They're, like, the short, good-looking actors. And they're the first guy we, uh, when we first went to L.A., the first, that guy was, like, very intense. And he was, like, asking us where we were from. Very intense. We went twice on that trip. We had him both times. It was and he, humiliating. It was humiliating. He remembered he us. He he was like, "Hey, where are you guys?" And we were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're yeah." It was like so. Uh, so we only did one Chin Chin trip this time. Delicious. Yeah. I said it would, I would put those peanut noodles. If I was a chef on that show, best thing I ever ate. For me, Asian edition. It would be the peanut noodles. They're so good. Yeah, and we got we get like the spring rolls, the dumplings, and the peanut noodles. We share the peanut noodles. We share all three things. They brought all three at once, and you just eat. Oh my oh, god! Oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. you just eat. You just. Oh, eat. it's very nice. Yeah, yeah uh, it's so good. Yeah, those peanut noodles are unbelievable. They really, they are. really are. So yeah, Chin Chin cannot say a bad word about that place. No. I like the vibe. I mean, yeah, the the clientele is always like I'm always looking around. Cause it's, we usually go like you know midweek during the day, so it's not that crowded when we're there. But there's always like two or three Hollywood type hangouts going on. Yeah, where it'll be like old guy, young girl, gay guys, young guys, uh, young guy, old guy, old gay guy, young gay guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then and then us, and then that's <laughs> yeah. that's who's there. Yeah, uh, it's which, good people watching, and it's really good food. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. highly recommend Chin Chin. Yeah, uh, don't don't know what else to say about it. But yeah. it, but it's just very good. Uh, so so good. So then now we go back to the hotel. We start. We rest a little bit. This is the night. Now we have tickets to the, for the comedy store. Yeah. So we wanted. Um, I forget why we decided. I think because when we first uh, the the hotel we stay at um, is like literally directly across from the comedy store, and we didn't know that when we booked it the first time. So we were like, "Fuck, we need to go see a show at the comedy store." And we, yeah. it was all booked the first time we went. So I was like, "Okay, the next time we go, we have to get tickets. We have to go see a show there because yeah. we can literally walk there." I mean, that's crazy, yeah. you know. Um, and I read the book. Um, I'm dying up here. Like, I love the book. The show sucked about that, that about the comedy store. I don't. But if you if, oh the, the, the Showtime show, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the book was really excellent about it and so it has such an interesting history it's visually like so cool when you're when you're coming up the sunset strip like that yeah they do a really good job uh yeah they do a really good job with that place aesthetically yeah like it has such a cool like it still looks modern yet retro like it's just a very cool comedy venue i was like we have to go and so we got tickets for the wednesday night show and we really didn't know for the original room 
yeah. like in the headliners of the original room, nine o'clock uh, show. Yeah, and we were debating like, should we go in the main room? Should we go to the original room? We were like, I, and because they they don't post the lineups until like that week, so you really don't know who you're gonna see. And we were like, fuck it, let's just go to the original room. It's like the first room. The, it's like the oldest room. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Let's just do the yeah. original room. Anyway, so this is our night. We're, we're gearing up to go to the comedy store, um, but we're both like very nervous because we are like aspiring comedians. We've done stand up for like over seven years now and like yeah. the fact that like we could go to the comedy store as audience members and like maybe see someone that like we like someone that is like up and coming with us like like this could happen you know like someone we know could be on that stage and like be like what the fuck are these two losers doing watching this show you know like it's just like uh, i don't want anyone to like yeah no, it's nice to be to just go and be able to enjoy that scene that you know no one here would have any idea who you are you know you know just like completely you know it was it was just be a complete tourist yeah um but we were still anxious as fuck because we did not want to get crowd worked on yeah, you know what i mean yeah. we were anxious like i read every reddit thread ever posted about the comedy store to figure out like how do we go there so we don't sit in the front because like i just i really didn't want to get i did not i was like sweating yeah i was like literally sweating it was pathetic about, we yeah, being, about, yeah. And yeah it's like and i'm like i need to calm down it would have been fine yeah um we are anxious anxious insecure babies yeah. but so we were like okay how do we do this so that well, we we get seated kind of toward the back and then yeah. we're like okay we have to show up it seemed like if you show up 10 minutes before the show that's like the best time if you want to get seated towards the back because it seemed like from reading they seat the show um front to back which makes which sense makes sense absolutely yeah shows. do it obviously obviously uh, yeah so so we're like all right so to kill time we're, we'll, we'll go get some food beforehand we'll take our time yeah and we'll make our way over there uh so we go to this place dobrik's <laughs> yeah pizza Be- because also we'd eaten so much of chin chin we're like i'm not even hungry like i can't i'm so f- chin chin full that i was like yeah what do we well, do yeah we were just stuffed full of sodium at yeah. this point you're just like jam-packed full of sodium yeah uh, just just to have vacation meals so we we're like oh, we kind of just want like a slice of pizza like something light something we can like walk to and so like you know there's not a lot of restaurants you can walk to in la and like that's it's like a whole nother thing walking to restaurants so there's a few options so we're like okay there's this place called dobrik's pizza down the street looks like we can go there and i guess this it's guy like, we're like great We'll right. grab a slice. Perfect. Easy. Yeah, perfect. yeah, whatever. We'll grab some shitty pizza. That's perfect. Yeah. And I, I guess this is some influencer's pizza place. I don't know. Seems like there's some guy whose last name Dobrik. Yeah. And he's like a big time influencer. Right. right? Like big time influencer. You think some like 27 year old kid or something. Yeah. And that meant a lot to us. No, it didn't. We didn't. We, had, we <laughs> yeah, really we, didn't care. Yeah. We went for Dobrik. Yeah. We were there for Dobrik. We had our GoPros. We were documenting. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. We were but like. That's the vibe when you show up. Yeah, you show up to this pizza place and you're like, okay, is this, am I waiting for a slice of pizza or am I waiting for my room at the youth hostel? Because that's the vibe. It looks like people are waiting for their... Uh, my first thought was like this whole pizza place is like an elaborate prank show that he's yeah. running where you just walk in it's the pizza place that doesn't serve pizza and you just walk in and there's pizza there but no one is working to get you pizza and they just like film you and see how long it takes for people to leave that's like what yeah. I'm thinking I'm like cause then there's people hanging out all over like, yeah. it's like it's very hostile like there was like one guy like blonde you know bearded guy maybe homeless i don't know he was just standing like next to the cash register watching videos on youtube and like laughing to himself out loudly laughing to himself there were like four guys hanging in the back that were were there when we got there 
didn't seem to order were still there when we left they didn't hadn't gotten food i don't know what those guys were doing yeah yeah then there was just a stream of teenage girls coming in uh, complaining (laughs) about their order and getting ice cream i don't know what the fuck (laughs) was happening i don't know what that was so that's why you're like what is going on here and then you realize the pizza oven is a bagel toaster like it's literally yeah yeah yeah, like what? yeah, no, that's it, like no wonder everyone is waiting in this weird way because this place makes no sense if it's operating like a pizza place because pizza places should have big pizza ovens. You order a slice, you put in like four slices at a time to heat up, and then you give four people their four slices. But this place, you ordered a slice of pizza and they put it in this bagel, like you know what I mean, like a bagel toaster. It's at a- like they're roasting a chicken. Yeah, just, it spins around and they're doing like two slices at a time, and, and it that's just what goes, goes through the toaster slowly and comes out and you're like i was like we are never getting out of this place this is absolute yeah, chaos and now we're stressed because we're like we're gonna be late for the fucking comedy store now because yeah. of dobrik's way to go and um, yeah and they also they do like uh so finally so our pizzas come our slices come out miracle yeah uh you get a you, no choice do they just do a parmesan dump on your pizza which was fine. It was okay. It was, you know, no, I didn't need it with the amount of cheese they put on that pizza. You don't need it at all. Yeah, because I guess this is supposed to be like a, a Chicago style slice, which I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that's okay. the thing. It's supposed oh, to be all right. So it's like a like a deep dish style. It's supposed to be like a deep dish style. Okay. Yeah, but it's just kind of like very cheesy. Like I don't even think it's, it's just it's, like a cheesy frozen pizza. It's very cheesy. It's yeah. not bad. It does the trick. Like you will be. You did. It is a slice before you go. Like, yeah. Okay. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's really not my, it's chaos. I don't know. No, I, I I think it's it's meant to be consumed if you're like drunk and twenty four. Like I feel yeah. like that's who really it's for. It's not for the thirty somethings anxiously trying to kill time. I know, but then we like sat outside, and you're just basically the outdoor seating was kind of in a parking lot across from like this really weird. The saddle ranch. The saddle ranch. And I was like, I think someone's going to rob us for our table. Like, not even for the pizza. Like, it just had such a weird <laughs> yeah, vibe. Like, like, I think yeah. someone's going to come over here and put a knife and just be like, give me the fucking table. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. It was just like, it felt so unsafe. I was like, yeah. I need to get, we need to get out of yeah, here. And yeah, yeah. Again, not sober at all here. Oh, no. We were stoned out of our minds. Um, And so, all right. We woofed the pizza down. I burnt my mouth, which affected the rest of my trip. I had a <laughs> Dobrik's burnt mouth uh, pizza. Um, but we get to the comedy store, so we... <sighs> yeah, okay, so we get there, and... Now we're getting into it. Oh, Here we go, guys. Yeah. Um, so we get there, and they're doing security, and again, we are just nervous, insecure, wannabe comics, so we're nervous. We get there, and there's security, and the guy in yeah, front of us... if I was sober, I would have been nervous, and on top yeah. of this, I'm, like, stoned off my ass. I am, like, I am a nervous Nelly. Yeah, we're... Yeah, we're... Anyway, we're doing it. I, have, I think I have some mental problems. Oh, we do. Oh, yeah, we do. I think oh. I have some hardcore mental problems. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, uh, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Um, anyway, uh, okay. So we get there, and uh, the security—they're you know—they're doing a good job. They're wanding people to make sure you're not bringing any kind of the, weapons the, in. The staff there and the whole system they have is great. Like I think they really do a good job there. For yeah. What it, for what it could be, like I feel like it could be a mess out there. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah. Uh, so they're doing security. They're you know they're wanding, and the guy in front of us—he is not. 
taking the shit out of his pockets that the security guard is asking him to. The, the security guard kept saying to him, sorry, you have to take the stuff out of your pockets because otherwise you're beeping on the metal detector. And the guy, like, was refusing to kind of take like the he, stuff out yeah, of his pockets. Yeah, like, he was, like, leaving stuff in his back pockets. Uh, it was unclear if he spoke in. If this was, like, a language barrier thing, I don't know what was going on there. Or was he about to stab everybody? That's what, yeah, I took two steps back. Me Once too. I was, like, this started to get weird, I was like, I'm taking two steps back because this guy might pull a knife out and just start, like wielding it it was and the crazy. security guard i thought and yeah because you pointed this out too i thought the security guard did a good job of uh not escalating the city like he just he stayed very calm and was just like you have to take it out you have to take it out and, yeah. just like, and finally he gets this guy so he finally gets this guy to empty his pockets he does the wand over him but now this guy has put all of his he's got like 12 things in his pocket i don't know what he's doing but he's got it all on the side and now he's just kind of blocking the entrance so i had to like the guy wands me down, and I, like, had to squeeze through him and this guy who's, like, refusing to move. It was weird, yeah. You just, it, is like, a, it is weird, in it? it's weird out there. Yeah, yeah. These, these people were fucking weird. So we were yeah. like, oh, God, here we go. And then we get up the Much stairs. Much different experience than the Tom Sandoval in the most extras line. Oh, yeah, no, completely different, yeah. yeah. But none of Which those people we, were yeah. trying to bring shanks in there or whatever, you no, know? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. But um, so we so we get up the the doors to the showroom are completely shut, and we're, like, third in line to go in. Yeah, and as I'm walking in, I see someone coming up who I'm like, I know this is, I thought it was David Spade at first. Interesting. I didn't see. We'll, we'll, we'll get to yeah, who it well, is. Well, yeah, I, I thought it was David Spade, but I was, yeah, I was also trying to really not look at anyone, and I, saw, I was like, I knew this person was someone... So I'd quick look and then just like up the yeah, up the stairs and in. Yeah, well, so the doors were closed and we're like third in line to go in and I start panicking that we're gonna get seated in the front because I can't see the showroom and I kinda think so yeah, I, we we're thinking we're just first in line. Yeah, I thought like, oh God, we're third to be seated in this show. Like no one's at this show yet. Like we're third. We're going to be seated in the front. And I start panicking and start thinking like, how do I get out of the line so I can like wait and watch the line and come back in later? Like I'm a total panicking freak. And then I was like, you know what? You just got to like, I just tried to have some self-control and just be like, you just got to go with it. And then when we, they finally opened the doors and let us into the room. The room was like already so full. Oh, that was. Thank God. That, yeah, that was that was like a sexual release when, yeah. when you saw that room being like, oh God, we're in the back. Thank God. Oh okay, yes, yeah. and we got so we got seated in the back at a. The table was perfect. It was like right to the um to the left of the stage. Yeah. You know, by the piano player. Very Shout cool. Shout out to the the doorman who was very like if Tom Sandoval was doing like wanted to be a comedian and worked at the comedy store. I thought it was this guy. And his job is really, like, so he, like, he brings everyone in, he gets you ready, and then he brings a group in, and, like, he, like, personally seats you around. Because, yeah, cause, so it was, like, a, it was, like, a group of three in front of us. Because we get in, that's that because we walked in, and it's, like, the room was full, but then the people in front of us, he was, like, sitting towards the front. So for a split second, I'm like, oh, fuck, there's still, like, seats, Right, though. that is true. And then he was still, like, he seats them, and we're like, oh, fuck, and then he comes, and he, like, I think he, I, I don't know, I kind of think he's saw that we were stoned and weird <laughs> yeah. it was like because he like got us around the corner and put us it was like the best seats yeah he put us we were like in the back corner like right where the comics walk up and down to the stage it was like pretty it was great yeah really good seats we totally lucked out um and then um the show started pretty quickly it's really cool they have a piano player who kind of plays like interstitial music the, the 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 room it's just like a black room 
like a black box room and they have like these like neon like signs of like famous comics and like Richard Pryor and like all the famous comics who've Robin come up Williams. through there. Robin Williams. Yeah. It's like these like pink and blue neon lights, which much, are very cool. much better than a lot of comedy um club art. I mean, some of them are so bad. Like <laughs> some of them look like they got like Joan Rivers to sit for a cartoon portrait in Central yeah, Park. Yeah. And the cartoonist was terrible and you're just like, Why did you do Joan yeah. Rivers like that? Like yeah. she looks awful. Yeah, the neon lights were such a cool way to just do like these the celebrities who have been here like yeah it was i, I loved it i thought it was so very cool. classic yeah. and, and and the piano man the, there's like a piano player who plays like the interstitial music and he's such a if you want to kind of break eye contact like sometimes making eye contacts with comedians on stage is like too much so he was a great thing to look at if you're like i need an eye contact break from the comic you know yeah. you could just look at the piano player he was just, he looked like he'd been there forever too and he was like very cool oh, he, and chill. yeah he felt yeah he feels like he was there from day one yeah he feels like he's been playing that piano since they opened yeah um so yeah so first two comics go up like you know younger up and coming la comics thought they were pretty good they were good yeah they did their thing yeah the one guy we got was getting out of an uber when we were getting into that an uber weird. earlier in the day which was really weird yeah we basically the the comic who went on second earlier in that day we had t- we that took was when his, we were going to the getty yeah Sorry. we took his uber we basically got into his uber as he was getting out and then i was like oh shit that's the guy whose uber we took yeah. anyway that was kind of weird a little serendipity yeah but um but he was good and yeah so the first two comics they were that went up up and comers kind of like newer comics they did a good job and then the the second comic starts to introduce the next comic and he's like oh yeah oh, no, sorry yeah because we should because that's a cool thing with the comedy store too is how they just have comics bring each other up there's no host yeah it's, there's no yeah. host which you would think like uh is that a good idea it is a good idea it's it, so good especially yeah. especially Keep it, it keeps it moving but i feel like especially if there's a lot of really good comics you can do it maybe yeah, if the it, comics aren't so good you might need a host to kind of beat up the crowd a little bit get that's true but yeah. you know like get things going if there's a I don't know, but maybe you don't need a host. I really don't know. Maybe you don't fucking need a host at all. But uh, it, it, yeah, no, it helps when you have a lineup that was like, yeah, like what we saw. Like it's just yeah, where it was just so good, so good, so good, so good. Yeah, like, like you, what could a host even do in between these sets? That yeah. like okay, so what we're getting at is this the second comic uh starts to introduce he's like this guy you know he's basically the reason we're his family is the reason we're all here like his family started and you're like holy shit that wasn't david spade that i saw no up. it was paulie fucking sure paulie fucking sure in, oh like, my sweatpants. god like in like his like sweats crazy it was so good yeah, so Polly Shore comes up, walks right past yeah, us. Yeah, that was insane. We noticed, we both noticed, they changed the lighting for Polly Shore. The only comic of the entire night. I, yeah, right? There, Yeah, so I'm like, maybe we're, maybe this is something that's well known and we're just losers. And I'm guessing, I don't know if it's either strictly Polly Shore lighting or if this is like a Legends lighting. Yeah, that I don't they know. Do, or if it's like, you know, like, and Bill Burr, Louis C.K., like any of like someone that stature comes in. I don't know, but yeah, he totally got like special kind of like more darkened uh, spotlight lighting, which yeah, was crazy. Yeah. And although he was just wearing his pajamas, like he was in a Grateful Dead sweatshirt with like Arabic writing and his pants kept falling. He kept pulling his pants up <laughs> like, but he he was fucking awesome. He was so good. He, yeah. I, he, he just immediately just started talking about. 
I mean, I guess there's such just such a jump between comics who are up and coming and comics who have movie careers because the comics who have movie careers just immediately start shitting on their movie career, and it's yeah. so funny. Yeah, you know. I mean, especially like Paulie Shore, and then another guy we you know, yeah we get into, but like yeah. So yeah, he's just like sh- sh- talking shit about his movie career, talking about how he was at Equinox that day with running on a treadmill next to Will Ferrell. Like he's just <laughs> calling Will Ferrell an asshole. Yeah, like, he's not like yeah, he's so funny. Oh, he was God. so yeah. it was so great. Um, he definitely like beat up the audience way more than the first two comics. You know, like I-, I guess he felt that like some of the guys sitting in the middle were giving him a hard time and like kind of being like. Uh, well, he he just has he he has a has a bone to pick with woke in general, yeah. and he was anyone that he felt is maybe slightly woke leaning. He was going to throw the mic at you. He kept threatening to throw the mic at some <laughs> yeah. people, but it was funny. Like it's it funny so when good. he does yeah. it. Um, and then he okay, so then he starts talking about the Jimmy Kimmel Oscar diss, and we were like, I was like, kicking, we were kicking, we were like kicking, kicking each, each other, other under the table because yeah. we talked about it on this podcast and. He basically made the same joke that I made. He did your joke. <laughs> it yeah. was crazy. He did your joke. Yeah. yeah. He just talks about how, like, Jimmy Kimmel uh, punch. Jimmy Kimmel just basically said this is, like, the worst night for Polly Shore because Brendan Fraser and... He... We don't know. We don't even Data. know. Data. right, from the Goonies, um, were at the Oscars and Polly Shore wasn't, but even though he was in movies with them. So it was like, and we made the joke that like, why are you trying to make fun of Polly Shore? Like he's, I, I'm, we made the joke that like, he's, he's fucking 20 year olds at the comedy store. Like he doesn't. And he basically did that same fucking yeah. joke. He was like, Jimmy Kimmel, what the fuck? Like I'm getting strippers to like do Coke off my dick. Like you don't even know. Yeah. You know? I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was just very surreal. It was like just really surreal. Like, whoa, yeah. this is something we not expect at all. Did not expect yeah. Polly Shore to show up and basically like do a joke that we did on our sh- our our, our our mega hit podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. But um, that was such a yeah. That was so cool to see. That then, was like insane. So yeah. as so as he's wrapping up his set, I noticed now creeping up down the aisle is Ron Funches. That's crazy. I didn't recognize Ron Funches because he's so skinny now. I mean, he's so he's, skinny. He's, he's lost, I, I immediately he was like standing next to us, and I was like, oh my god, Ron Funches is going up right now. I didn't recognize him, and I didn't know. But the best thing was, yeah. Polly's kind of taking because you know Polly's sure taking his time. He's taking to, his time getting yeah. off, and I think Ron Funches is getting pissed because he's Ron yeah, Funches is he getting. Was cool. Yeah, he was making his way to the stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then Polly Shore like purposely kind of fucks up Ron Funches' credit. Oh, yeah, I told you. It was move. so cunty and yeah, amazing. Was like, Come on. Yeah, yeah, he was like, so what's your this next guy coming up? Um, he's in like a show on Amazon. What's your show called? Like Toot? Oh, Loot? And Ron Funches is like, uh huh. Uh-huh. Rodney, I thought he handled it well. He was like, "That's <laughs> yeah. right, Polly. It's yeah. called Loot, Polly. Thank you." And Polly was like, "Okay." Like it was such a shady, bitchy move in between these two like very successful comics. It was um, yeah, it was wild. Ron, so Ron Funches gets up. Uh, you know, I thought out of the four comics we're going to talk about here, he. he he had the weakest set, which I mean goes to show you how insane of a like fifty minutes of comedy this was. You like, think he had the weakest set out of, out these, of these four? four? Oh, I guess yeah. so. I guess so. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know. Um, uh, well, I mean, yeah. I, I and, and we uh, weakest meaning not weak. He had a great set. Yeah. Uh, what I was saying, I was making the point of like, I I thought you know there was a stretch of like four major comics. That's what I mean. Yeah. Out of yeah. it was like back to back to back to back, and out of these four. 
he had, which like that was that's what I was saying. It shows you how great this like fifty minutes of comedy was. Yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. When Ron Funches had the, the the weakest set. Yeah, he's he had a great set. He did have a great set though, despite that. You know. Oh like, yeah, it, you know, yeah. We got to hear Ron Funches talk about his divorce. Yeah, uh, he made a great joke about Big Deborah was my favorite joke, and then I yeah his joke about yeah it's so good about snacks and how he doesn't want he, he doesn't want a little Debbie. He needs a big Deborah. Yeah, really Very funny. Good. Yeah. The only thing that was weird about his set was he was wearing a sweatshirt that said pepperoni. And he had like a matching, so his, he had like this kind of like a almost like a college sweatshirt, but instead of like the college name, it said pepperoni and orange. Instead and then he of was wearing, yeah. No, it said pepperoni. That's what I'm saying. Instead oh. of pepperoni. Oh, okay. And then his hat was like orange, so it was like a matching orange pepperoni and then a matching orange hat you know and then he made a joke about it like that just seemed like he'd made this joke before like it seemed like a joke sweatshirt yeah which i yeah i mean to me i'm like you know eh, it just seems like that's his joke he does when he wears that sweatshirt i feel like we all have something like that okay yeah i don't know i thought that was yeah i thought that was a little weird but um he was great and then so who was after justin martindale yeah justin martindale came up after him and he He's like the reason I think I wanted to go to the comedy store because I, I listened to Juicy Scoop and he's on Juicy Scoop and I just, he's so funny and I saw that he performed at the comedy store a yeah, lot. Yeah, because he wasn't supposed to be there. No, yeah, all of the, the, the three we just said, neither of these guys were, you know, they seemed like they were all dropping, so it was very cool, yeah. Yeah, they weren't on the lineup that was announced, so this was like a total shock. And then Justin Martindale went up and he crushed. Oh my God, that was insane. He's, he's so, so funny. fucking yeah. funny. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Yeah, his combination between like crowd work and his material was just like, yeah. he had the best of the night. He yeah, crushed. He, he murdered. It was, yeah. yeah, he's so funny. I was like losing my mind. Yeah. Said. He's so funny. He was so good. Highly recommend checking out Justin Martindale. Yeah. Definitely. And then who's after Justin? And then Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee came up. That's what oh I'm saying. God. Like out of these four guys, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like it was just, insane back to back to back to back mm-hmm. uh yeah bobby lee was so funny yeah he made me laugh at something so offensive despite myself you know like he said yeah. something so offensive but i couldn't stop laughing which i like that hasn't happened in comedy in so long where someone yeah. makes me laugh at something offensive even though i don't want to laugh at it you know yeah. it's so funny he was so good um it was crazy yeah, to see so him. it was like yeah that that like you know the paulie shore ron funches justin martindale bobby lee back to back to back to back was like amazing that yeah. was like so and it was like 25 dollars a ticket to see that it was like this is crazy incredible and incredible then like this like small intimate room it was like that oh, it was amazing yeah it was like so fun we got so lucky like yeah. it was such a great show um and then after after bobby lee there were some really good comics like jeremiah well, do we want to oh. talk about bobby lee Oh, the God. The future of the future? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Bobby Lee, I guess he was tasked with bringing up this um, up-and-coming female comic who, I guess he said, Bobby Lee said she was showcasing that night. So, I guess she was kind of, like, auditioning, basically, for the club. I thought, yeah. I was like, God, yeah. And the way he set her up, no offense, it was like he was setting her up to fail. Like, he, he so he starts to announce, and she's a female comic, and he's just like, I've done her podcast, and... <laughs> I mean, the podcast talk alone, like everyone's credit was a podcast and some people's credit where they have, this guy's coming up. He's got two podcasts. I mean, after a while, it was like, wow, guys, does anyone do anything other than fucking four podcasts at a time? Like, really? Is no, anyway, man, you know. Yeah. So there was a lot of podcast credits. But so Bobby Lee is bringing up this girl who's showcasing and he's like, I know she I did her podcast. I think she's great. In my opinion, she's like the future of comedy. And it's like, dude. God, yeah. Because it's like 
this is going to be hard enough for this person to follow you for four like it's like huge four, comics who all make jokes about their movie careers basically yeah, you know what very i mean seasoned successful comics and now you have an up and comer who you know seasoned in her own right, right but like she's already gonna have a hard time following this like and these guys just crushed for 50 straight minutes it was like 50 straight minutes of like yeah insane yeah and and just saying that so just slowing the room down, A, and just getting very sincere and just announcing that you think the next up-and-coming comic is the future, it's like, oh, fuck. I would have been just so miserable if that would, like... Someone it, did that to me in an open mic once. Oh, God. And, and, just, and that is, obviously, it's not the fucking nine o'clock headliners of the... No. Not even those stakes. And someone did that to me in an open mic once, and I bombed. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, it's just, what are you doing, Bobby Lee? Yeah, and it's not even like she can make fun of that, because she was, like, basically auditioning, and you can't, like, shit on the room in that way, I guess, in your audition. Just be like, fuck off, Bobby Lee. Thanks for that shitty intro. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's just, and she had a tight set. I mean, she was good, but it was a weird set. I think it was just a weird situation. It just wasn't a good spot. It, it, was, no. it wasn't going to be a good spot for anyone that wasn't, you know, a, someone who'd been doing it for 20 years and was completely, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it was, yeah, it was just. Uh, they should put her in the front. Like, just make her go first. She should have gone up second. She should have gone up second. Yeah. Like, yeah they, I don't know why they put her after. I mean, maybe the maybe Paulie Shore, Ron Funches, and Justin Martindale dropping in kind of threw everything off. But uh, yeah, that was just a really rough spot for that. Heartbreaking. I was like, I was like yeah, that was that was not easy. For Although her. she was funny and fine, and she is going to be the future. Like she is fine. I'm, I'm she'll, but, yeah, she's so, good, yeah, she's already and will continue to have more of a career than we. Of course, will ever of course, have. of course, of course. But we're just saying, like sometimes you're like, oh, it's just. Well, you know, girl, we, we saw Bobby Lee that night, girl. So know that we're we're with you. We we saw what happened there. Yeah, you got set up to fail, kind of. That was yeah. like, oh god, the future. Like, oh god, no one should ever do that. No, Why would anyone ever do that. No, no, just say this next girl. She's really funny. Here she is. Yeah, you know? that's it. I think yeah. she's great. She hosts this podcast. Uh, yeah, I've done a podcast. Friend of mine. Blah blah blah. Here she is. Here she yeah. Is. yeah. Oh god, because yeah. you're basically being like. Oh, here's this next girl. She's a baby comic, and she needs us to like her. You know, it's like it's just so condescending. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's not... love Bobby Lee. Nothing against Bobby Lee. No, obviously, it is, yeah, I love Bobby. Lee. I think he was well intentioned. I think he was. I think he was trying to help her. I don't think it was shady. I yeah, just think it was. But it is like you know, you should know better, Bobby. Come on, you should know better. Come Bobby on, yeah, yeah. But his set was so funny. He did. Um, I, obviously, I won't do the joke, but he did like he wants to remake Braveheart, but with an all Asian cast. And oh it was my god, incredible. his act out like, was yeah. so good. It was insane. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, I love Bobby Lee. That was yeah, great. so yeah, highly recommend. And then I mean, and then it just goes on. We you know we're we're East Coasters. We don't know the comedy. You know, we we don't know. Like, the show just like rolls on until like one in the morning. You get there at like nine. It just keeps going until yeah. like one in the morning. And they don't give you any hint. Like okay, we got like three more comics, two more comics. It just keeps going. Just, you have no yeah. idea. And, and then you're kind of like, okay, is someone else awesome gonna come up? And then yeah, it's <sighs> if you, you know it's it's interesting. Like I, I think it would probably be interesting because there are definitely people showing up late. Like I think if you showed up. If you showed up just for the end of that show and you hadn't already have watched two and a half hours of comedy and now you're just seeing this kind of like weird bar show now happen, yeah. that would probably be kind of cool. Uh, 
but it's just too much. It's just too much for any audience member. It's too. It's hard for the performers. It's hard for the audience at this yeah. point. Yeah, and and at this point too, it's like you still want to be a good audience member. You don't want to get talked to, so you're oh, just exhausted. you're giving so much energy back yeah. of just like listening and laughing. And I was just like, I can't do it anymore. We left before the headliner. I don't know who the headliner was, I but either. I was like, yeah, I, if if we stay, I'm just gonna look like a bitchy, quiet girl because I can't do it anymore. No, you know? Yeah, I, I'd hit my limit like 15 to 20 minutes before that. Yeah, it's just like, all right, we I, we gotta get out of here. Yeah, Jeremy. <laughs> Watkins also really he had funny. A really good set. Really good set. He's really um, funny. Did... And then the girl, uh, Katie, um, what's her name? I don't know. I don't remember her. I think she. I feel bad. She but, was um... Anthony Jeselnik. She had a great. You, oh, she also had a really good set. Yeah, and, and we saw Eric Griffin go up. He was good. It was cool to see Eric Griffin. He seems obsessed with trans people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know why there was there was this like with Polly Shore and I guess Eric Griffin maybe did Bobby Lee, but there's definitely this like these some of these older like male comics feel i think they feel like they kind of have to talk about trans issues just so they can like be i think for it seems like just to get a like joe rogan uh, so they can make themselves it does seem like it's mostly to get joe rogan's attention yeah it just (laughs) felt like they were doing it to like get and they talk about joe rogan a lot of the like a lot of joe rogan references references. like he's not here anymore guys oh my god it's okay yeah, but it just felt like there was a lot of hacky anti-trans stuff that just felt like some comics think they need to do this kind of like hacky anti-trans stuff just so they establish themselves within those kind of like anti-woke comics. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It felt like they were more doing it to brand themselves than yeah, yeah. than they actually have an opinion about trans people. Yeah. It just felt really forced and hacky, and it was about branding in this really trashy way. It was just kind of lame. D- I thought it was authentic. lame. No, Doesn't it was feel, lame. Didn't, didn't and their authentic. jokes weren't funny. Like, like you know what I mean? Like a Bobby Lee will make you laugh at something that's so offensive, but all of these kind of like anti-trans jokes were bad and hacky and not funny. You know, like yeah. if it's offensive and funny, I'll probably. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, you know, yeah, but, like, yeah. and then Justin Martindale, he had the bit where he was, yeah, the whole talking about Bud Light with that stuff, and yeah, where is his bit of just being like, yeah, like gay people, we don't drink Bud Light, yeah, you know, he's like, we can drink piss in the street for free, or yeah, and it was that. funny, yeah. I mean, it was really funny, but um, so that was kind of interesting. It was like, wow, like yeah, Eric Griffin seems very burdened by the trans issue, and it's like, dude, it's like having a hard time with it. I know, <laughs> and you're like, like <laughs> you're like a happily married, successful man. What is your problem? Plays fantasy football, like, yeah. calm down, you're fine. Yeah, what are you so threatened about nothing. Yeah. no trans person gives a shit about you, like. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> Who is attacking you, sir? Yeah, it's sir. Like, it's going to be okay. I'm if there sorry is Workaholics a... got canceled. I agree it was a good show, but you should be cast again. I don't know, man. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, Eric, Eric you got to let it go. Got to let it go, dude. <laughs> just let it go, and you're, it's going to be okay. Oh, my God. But he, other than that, he was he was funny, and he was fun to see, you know? Yeah, no, love, love Eric Griffin. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of these older male comics, I just it just feels really performative. They're kind of like hacky anti-trans shit, just so they can like establish themselves in the Rogan camp or something. You know, it's, it's it felt very, very weird. it felt very Joe Rogan. Look at me. It felt yeah. very Joe Rogan. Please look at me. Or Joe Rogan's fans. Please look at me. They yeah, want they yeah, want a piece more, of that pie. Yeah, more accurately. Yeah, they want yeah. a piece of that pie so bad. Yeah. They're obsessed. They're obsessed with Joe Rogan's yeah. success. It's crazy. it just makes for boring comedy. My when it's just because then it just it just starts you know. Yeah, yeah. It just, well, it just, it just doesn't it, fit. Yeah, yeah that's it's what like I mean. Eric Griffin. It's just, it's just in a box and yeah. it's shitty. And also, it's like you're looking at Eric Griffin and you're like, I don't think trans. I don't think he's ever seen a trans person. <laughs> I don't think he's ever even. I don't know that this man is really. Uh, gone to anything but a sports bar in his life <laughs> like 
has he? I don't think he's ever been to a Broadway show. Yeah. Like, what is he talking about? Like, his world is affected. Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's just pathetic. No, and, yeah. uh, anyway, whatever. It's like the Olympics are the gayest thing he's watched. Yeah. It's like, that. It's yeah. like what? Three's is. company in the 70s. Yeah. That's his idea of homosexuals. You know? Yeah, John Ritter. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just, oh, it's so strange. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's like, I just think, yeah, for you guys, older, you know, you got, you just gotta, you know, or you know, or be funnier about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely good. be just, funnier just, just about be, it. Be funnier about it. My God, because it just kind of sound like old men yelling, and it's what's going on. Yeah. yeah, or 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 yeah, you're just trying to. It's Joe Rogan. Please, Joe Rogan, pay attention to me, and please, Joe Rogan fans. It would be more interesting if you if if you old guy, you old, older comedians of a certain age, like dropped your knees on stage and like mimicked sucking Joe Rogan's dick. That would be yeah. a better bit. Or one of you had an actual bit about trying to fuck a woman and she had a dick. That would be like, it'd be like, oh, okay, it's actually affecting their life. They actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting. Like, you can at least see how it's affecting oh, their life. Oh, <laughs> look at that. They asked a woman out. She lied about her gender. <laughs> look at that. It is actually affecting them. And otherwise you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You're trying to compare trans issues to fantasy football, sir. I don't think it's really affecting you. I really don't, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. Anyway. Yeah, so that was the night at the comedy store. Uh, it was any, great. Do you have any final notes on it? Uh, I, it just, yeah, like, I, I loved that club. Uh, they yeah. did a really good job with it. It exceeded uh, my expectations. I think getting yeah. to see Polly Shore bitchily, like, passive-aggressively fuck up um, Ron Funch's uh, open uh, credit was just... That phenomenal was, that was an incredible moment yeah. to see justin uh, martindale is the funniest comic ever right now I yeah think. he's and that was that was yeah that's that was amazing yeah he's we so got good. really lucky and it was yeah. really fun i highly recommend it because yeah, yeah you get to see like four headliners for like 25 bucks you know what i mean like yeah. that's crazy in a small room yeah you know? yeah it was it's yeah in this like small very perfect perfect for comedy room like, like it's just so good yeah it, yeah i loved it out there two two thumbs way out for the comedy store oh yeah excited to go back yeah we want to go see a show in the main room definitely see how that back. Is. yeah, yeah. We probably will not be hitting dobricks that night <laughs> no, no maybe we will maybe we will maybe who knows we will. we'll see what happens check when we get in out there. Uh, sentimental you so, know yeah so that was a late night for us we get home a little late uh it's yeah. like, you know um so we, we have a chill morning the next we we do a second Mel's lunch. We get real high Rip before roaring. we go. Rip roaring. And high. I gotta say, Mel's is like the funnest restaurant to be stoned at. I don't yeah, know why. It's, it's like because they ignore you. They pretty much ignore you, other yeah. than giving it, you your food. It, it feels like it's the most acceptable place to be like completely fucked up out of your mind at like eleven thirty <laughs> in the morning. At. Yeah. Like, it's like it's like all right. It's make, you'd feel weird if you weren't fucked up at. Like, it's like yeah. It's so that was that was fun. I, was I got a weird. chicken sandwich on some toast. Uh, that was where the first the Dobrik's burn was really affecting me, but <sighs> but the chicken sandwich was so good it didn't even matter. Doesn't even matter if you burned matter. your mouth; it's yeah. so good. Yeah, oh. it was. Oh man, everything I have in that place is so good. Yeah, oh, it's so good. Um, so yeah, we had a nice Mel's uh, lunch, and then we're gonna head out downtown la to the broad and this is where our uber luck runs out it it not only runs out it <laughs> come it comes back to haunt us yeah, it is like completely. haunting it, it, like yeah it, like if this was a movie it would like all our luck started to turn and just like it became a horror movie yeah this is um yeah. so we get into an uber uh we're just gonna call this guy greg because we don't want to use his real name because his name was his real name was greg Right, his real name was Greg. This was Greg. It was not Michael. His name was not Michael. <laughs> so it's Greg. 
It was Greg, not Michael. Um, and we are not afraid that he's going to find this podcast and kill us. Um, <laughs> nope, Greg was totally normal. Certainly um, not afraid that he may have been one of our unique listeners recently. Certainly no, not, yeah. Certainly not, no. Um, his energy, so I saw him drive by and he had like rose-colored aviators on. And I was thinking like, yes, maybe this is kind of like a like a cool like gay Uber, you know, like LGBTQ+. <laughs> he's just going to be fabulous and like maybe just be quiet, listen to some cool music, ask us some questions, totally chill chill yeah this guy was like militarily narcissistic told us all about his life i didn't believe a word he said i, I did not believe me, a single word he said me neither i, I mean, don't believe he has two children <laughs> i don't believe he lives in la I, I don't believe anything this guy said yeah he so he's so he picks us up and he starts asking us questions but he's only talking about himself like like if we like he'd be like where are you guys from we'd be like new york and he'd be like i have a son in new york and then recently because I'm, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm a designer I, I have a design business and so um i actually oh had to so, he would business. not stop talking about his design business and how he kind of manages his design business with his like uber rides and i don't know why i get i started to get scared when because because now I'm, like, trying to make conversation with him, trying to keep the ball in the air. You know, when you get, like, an intense vibe, you're, like, all you got to do is, like, placate these people and be, like, that's great. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You know, like, just kind of, like, affirm yeah. their affirm their confidence. Just just try to be, like, you know, affirmative and, and make them feel like we're being receptive to their energy and, and we're yeah. not a threat and, and we're, we're just going to. We're on the same team in this yeah. car. So I told him that we went to see the com- went to see um, a show at the comedy store uh, the night before, and I was like, "Yeah, a lot of the comics were talking about how bad crime is in L.A." But I was like, "I don't know. It seems like every city they kind of overhype the crime or whatever." And he was like, "Yeah, well, you know, you don't, you know, you act like a victim. You get treated like a victim. You don't act like a victim. <laughs> yeah. You don't get treated like a victim." And I was like, "Oh, we're shit. both like, yeah." Yeah, we're yeah like, of exactly course. right. Yeah, no, totally, Just of course. Don't be a victim, dude. Don't right. be a victim. Even and though then he's like, my brother has a comedy show up at that sushi restaurant. Of uh, course I think that's he like does. Up on uh, La Hacienda, I think. Yeah, so his brother runs. I mean, I never went. He doesn't like comedy. I went. I went one time, and it was like another drink for me. Yeah, and I was like, "That's good. It's good to know that about yourself." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "That you know, I was like, that is so good to know about yourself that you're not a comedy guy and to not go to comedy shows." It's like that is like the best. I was like, "You are so smart, sir. That is such a good. It's so good to know that about yourself and not ruin comedy shows like that. Very good idea, sir. Please don't ever go to a comedy show because you're so fucking scary." Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I just spent 16 days in Kauai. Hawaii. Yes. Just you know, if you gotta go, that's where you go because there's no cars. There's no cars. I, I spent 16 days alone without my family. I went on a solo trip by myself <laughs> without my family. 16 days alone. And I went out. But wait, out- no. It was my daughter was there. Um, he yeah. Kept, he kept, like, having daughters, not having daughters. Like, it was, like, that type of thing. Yeah. It was, like, so it was a solo trip in Hawaii that his daughter was there some of the time. I don't know. Very weird. Yeah. And then he was, like, and then I went out swimming in this, like, really remote area. And, um... All of a sudden, I felt like a bite, and it was a shark, and it was like, oh my and, god, his shark, yeah. And and then, I, but I like swam to shore, and like was like, fuck, I probably shouldn't go swimming when there's like no one around like this, you know. And we're <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, it's crazy. Like, wow. That's, That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, wow, shark attack, cool. And the thing that kept getting scarier is that he would constantly go on the fucking freeway and then get off it and then drive for like two seconds and then kind of like get back on. Like his driving was making me crazy. I was yeah. like, just stick to the fucking freeway, yeah, dude. It's like shortcut. 
Oh, the shortcuts. Every time, every time, look at this. It tells me shortcut, and then I get here, and it's like shortcut. And it's like, just take us to the sex trafficking factory already, sir. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Just get it, was, it over yeah, with. Yeah, I was just clinging to my phone, looking at the GPS, like, all right, we're still going in the same, we're going in the right direction still. You, like, you act like a victim, you're going to get treated like a victim. Like, yeah, what? he was saying this, we were like on a side street, I was like, oh my god. He, there was like a Depeche Mode song that started, he started like... He turned up, and I was like, wow, this is a song he kills people to. I know. And Here I we like, go. Don't ruin Depeche Mode for me. Come on. <laughs> fucking love Depeche Mode. I was like, oh, God, I don't want to die to this song all I ever wanted. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so we it was like a 40-minute. It was like really 45 minutes. like so long. Middle of the day, traffic. Just keeping this conversation up in the air so yeah. he doesn't think that we are disrespecting him and upset him. So he take you know. We did it. He didn't take us to he the second. gets sec- us to downtown L.A. We, we get, get to downtown L.A. My first experience in downtown L.A. Yeah. I uh, I lived in L.A. for six months when I graduated college, and I actually worked down there. So weird. Different life. I, like, don't even. It was so bizarre. I, I moved there because my friend, like, pressured me. I, did, I really didn't want to move there. Anyway, but I'm glad I did because it, it was a good experience. But um, Life takes you in different directions. It's a yeah. journey. It's a journey. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we got to downtown L.A., and uh, it's... It's a weird. It's weird, right? Downtown LA is super it's weird. Very weird. Yeah. Yeah, because when we were like originally, I was like, "All right, that's LA downtown. That's kind of like the area. It's like New York, cool." And then you get there, and it's like this is nothing like New York. Oh God, this no. is nothing like New York. It's like New York if everyone. It's like New York if everyone survived a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, very. and it's just like the survivors left. Um, because it, it, it's like, yeah, yeah, and it's like way more puke than shit whereas i feel like new york it's a lot more shit than puke in that's the, a good a that's a of, good comparison a lot yeah. of weird puke not a lot. a lot of shit a lot of weird puke and piss going yeah. on there yeah but we, so we went to the broad i'd never been to the broad again free museum pretty awesome that la has all these free museums um and we get there and uh it's kind of annoying there was this keith herring show and the title of the keith herring show is art for art is for everyone but you got to pay for that exhibit like what the fuck is that? You know what I mean. Artists for everyone with thirty dollars and and who had the time to make this reservation a month in advance. Kind of obnoxious. Um, and then they also have the Kusama and Infinity Rooms, which would have been cool, but they were all booked up in advance too, so yeah. we couldn't see the Infinity Rooms, whatever. But they have like an excellent free contemporary art the collection. Is cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that stuff. There, the, they have like some of the greatest hits of like like from 1960 art from like 1960s to, to today it's like a very impressive small yeah. collection that you get to see it's like um i don't know we got to see it was cool we got to see the lichtensteins that were kind of referencing the french impressionists that we saw at the getty that was pretty awesome like the Ooh, yeah, yeah, the monet yeah yeah okay because we saw the there was like this monet painting of the cathedrals and then lichtenstein did this whole series kind of like Remember, it was like those dots. It was like those four paintings. Yeah, that was the one where I was like, I'm just looking at the dots. Yeah, you like, kept trying to show me. The, I know. And I was like, I was like, I just like the dots. I know. I was like, it's it's like the referencing the Monet, and you're like that dot, and I was like, it's never mind. It's it's, it's like, yeah. yeah I see. I see. It's like that's the triangle right there. Yeah, but but we still had a great time looking at, especially God, if you're stoned, looking at these Lichtenstein paintings. The yeah, yeah, so fun to look at when you're high because the colors really do just bounce everywhere, and it's so fun. Yeah. Like, it's, oh. it's crazy yeah those pictures that it's it's crazy that it's just one sheet of paper and it's not all layer, like yeah the layers that that guy was making on that one sheet were crazy looked like you were looking at like five different layers of, of paint stuff. yeah um 
and yeah, then my, oh no go ahead i was gonna say my favorite piece from the broad oh yeah was the giant table yes i, I for, loved the giant kitchen table i feel bad i don't i forget the artist's name it's like i think it starts with a t but yeah it's very cool you get to walk under a giant table um you get to feel like your pet yeah that, you're like that was what i was doing the whole time i was like i was like i'm like a little pet walking around the dinner table trying to get a scrap it's very cool it's very alice in wonderland yeah. um it's also very like eternal sunshine the spotless mind has like a scene where they're kind of like under the table it, like that it blew me uh, away how much i was into it like, well, yeah. like i saw it from afar and i was like oh that's kind of cool but then we were like up close i was like i love this <laughs> this is the most fun i've ever had oh my god i loved it it was so cute how much you got into art because we've never really like looked at art together and it was like it was actually very fun and uh yeah i, yeah, I think you turned yeah i feel like your art taste was like very attractive because you you liked you liked the kind of spectacle you know like the table Score some points for me you did like you liked spectacle like the table but then i i also think you're 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 a formalist like you said you're just looking at color you're just looking at forms you color know? shapes color shapes you appreciate the modernist project yeah. and like a man who can appreciate the modernist project is very hot like wow. we spent some time with those ellsworth kelly's you know I I don't even like, remember which ones those were. Those, those like the big, the, the big, oh, those were cool. That the was shapes. like, it was like the red, blue, yeah. kind of in a, yeah, those were cool. And like, as you walk around them, the shapes kind of distort a little. And like, I thought that was cool because it was like, the, yeah, the it, it just looked like the whole size changed in different, yeah. different areas of the room. It was, I, that was cool. We had a great time with the Ellsworth Kellys and I was like, I'm getting turned on by this man's uh, form. <laughs> yeah, your appreciation of, the, appreciation of the Modernist Project just, woof, I uh, <laughs> loved it. Excuse me. Um, it was great. It was really fun. And then we saw the Jeff Coons. There was like these really large scale, like a large yeah. scale balloon, the Michael Jackson. I've never seen that sculpture. Of- <laughs> yeah, Michael Jackson and Bubbles sculpture. That was I wild. I mean, yeah. you just want to stare at it. It's, yeah. I mean, Michael Jackson's never looked so beautiful. I it know was, that's a fucked know, up thing to say, but my God. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. I love the gold, uh, gold rose petals that were all over Nice there. touch, right? Yeah. Nice yeah. touch. Total kitsch. Um, yeah, really great. They have Warhol. They have yeah Jeff Koons. Um, tons of artists there. I, I feel bad. I'm doing a terrible job of, of recommending it, but it, it is it's so crazy that you can just go there for free and see like some of the most famous uh, pieces yeah. of art. From- yeah, it was like the Warhol uh, Campbell soup can mm-hmm. and then, like a lot of cool like Warhol paintings and yeah. like sketches were in there. That you was loved really the cool. Warhol drawing of the of his the- like weird dishwasher sketch. Yeah, he just like sketched the inside of a dishwasher. It was like pretty cool to see. Yeah, Justin has great, you have great art taste. You really do, great taste in art. And I had a great time looking at it with you. Um, And then, after the Broad, we made our way down to the Alamo Draft House. This is a whole trip of culture. Yeah. We're really, this is real Americana here. Hang on, I wrote some notes about, because the Alamo Draft House, why are all Alamo Draft House? Yes, this is. Yeah, why are all the Alamo Draft Houses hidden within larger uh like abandoned commercial spaces yeah because like the one in new york downtown in um in the financial district is insane it's insane it looks like you're going into like a regular financial office which you kind of are and then you have to take these escalators down to like these like literally run down floors of like it literally looks like an abandoned mall but then there's like these very well-dressed security Security guards guards just hanging out it's it's so weird it's very um yeah like david lynch it's very it's just so weird like well-dressed security guards yeah expensive navy blazers with like red ties and and they're just standing in front of uh and they don't even really address you if you don't address them, they just kind of stand. There. They smile at you, yeah, but yeah. they're standing in front of abandoned 
um, office spaces that are lit up. Like it's so fucking weird. Yeah, some some not lit up. There's like definitely rooms that are just like dark, and you know, it's like it just looks like debris is everywhere. It's so why is it there? I don't know. You feel like you're in this weird fucked up haunted house. You're yeah. taking escalators <clears throat> down into like the next circle of hell in New York. You're like, why are we? And then you're like, oh, download Draft House. Great. <laughs> yeah, what am I gonna it's... get? Am I gonna get a frozen yeah. margarita? Like, yeah. it's just so weird. And it's like, why do they they I feel like that always adds a stress to the Alamo Draft House. It's like because they never have yeah. a storefront. You always have to find them. Yeah. Same thing in L.A. Like we walk there and we're like, where the fuck is this it's place? It's in this like I mean, the L.A. equivalent of like a strip mall. Yeah. Like, where it's, yeah, it's just layers on top of layers, suites all in all different suites. You're like, do I no have to? No direction anywhere. Yeah. Like, you're like, do I have to go in the Uniqlo to get to it? Yeah, like, like what like, is going on? Yeah, it makes, yeah you're literally you're like, do, yeah, do you have to go down through the Uniqlo? Um, so it's, yeah, it took a minute to find that. Uh, but once we got there again, once you get to the Alamo, you're like, oh, I love this place. You know? Yeah, it's <laughs> nice. Yeah, <laughs> Like the aesthetic, all the like, I love all the like weird little movie posters. And yeah. It's really nice in there. And then we got, because uh, we were both like very stoned. We did not need any booze. out of my mind. Yeah, no yeah. booze needed. So we both got the seltzer, which was p- pretentiously called rainwater. Yeah, and it's sparkling like, rainwater. Okay, I'll have and, the uh, rainwater if yeah. if I if I must. Yeah. If I yeah. can't order seltzer, I won't order rainwater because I'm it's my only option, you know. Yeah, we so we got the sparkling rainwaters and an order of mozzarella sticks that we split. It was lovely. The mozzarella sticks were really good. They were really good. Yeah. They were really good. Um and we saw Fast X. Saw Fast X. Wow. What a ride. What a ride. I I, uh, I have to say I don't remember a lot of this. I was at the right peak of stoned yeah, i think you remembered it more more into it than i was i was which... at the point of being stoned where everything was so funny to me like everything in this movie was so fucking funny especially vin diesel to me acted like he was having a secret <laughs> love affair with everyone he was talking to you know what i mean like yeah. everyone he he was even with his son it seemed like he was having a secret love affair like because he was always just like well yeah i'll, I'll see you there you know yeah. like I, I don't know how to describe it but like that was I want you to know I'm really proud of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was just like, he had this crazy sex energy that I was <laughs> just everyone. like. To everyone. To everyone. It was like these doe eyes he just flashes around and you're like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He just acts like he's trying to fuck everybody in that movie. You know? Everyone. It was, yeah. And then um, I also loved, you pointed out, there's this one like British guy in the movie who has like this kind of minor role, but you were like, what if you imagine that guy is Prince Harry? And that was really fun. I was like, yeah, I was like, that's Prince Harry. This is yeah. a big comeback. He's in Fast X. And my other joke was Brie Larson with the worst performance in the history of movies. I forgot. Yeah. Brie Larson is so fucking bad. It's so good. <laughs> it is so good. I don't think she learned. I think she was doing like a Marlon Brando or like a Bruce Willis where her earpiece is in and they're telling her her lines. Like she did not I know don't her even lines. Think she, yeah. I think she was like, yeah, like, like soap opera style. They gave her the script 10 minutes yeah. before they went on. It was yeah. very Blake Lively in Gossip Girl where Blake Lively, because they filmed so many Gossip Girls. Like I think they had to film like multiple episodes a day. And so at one point, Blake Lively has just like no idea what she's saying and I had to google like is Blake Lively a good actress like I was like is this a thing because she's anyway yeah she had like Blake Lively gossip girl bad uh energy and it was was pretty great um I also loved in the movie um Vin Diesel so a lot there was so much like you know it was like 
really crazy car chases like you know i think someone says these movies seem like they're edited in a blender and that's like totally true so there's all these like crazy car chases and then there'll be like a close-up of vin diesel in a car and he just like talks into a walkie and says like the most (laughs) banal thing he'll just be like be like crazy car chase crazy car chase crazy car chase and then they cut to vin diesel and he says way to go guys i'll see you soon (laughs) i don't know it's like like, so funny yeah and then yeah it's like more and more car chases and then they're like you know they're like all this crazy action's going on they're like oh my god yeah then it cuts to someone else and it's like wow your dad's fast yeah and then it's and he's like we did it again (laughs) yeah see you at the spot (laughs) so yeah i love vin diesel's like close-up uh, line readings it was just it was so funny yeah, and he's just so clearly sitting in a in a half car in front of a green screen doing it yeah it's fun to imagine that and yeah. then he drives through fire so many times that you start to notice his driving through fire face and that's again like it's really fucking it's like imagine vin vin give it like it's hotter like it's <laughs> like it's like 150 degrees vin great all right <laughs> yeah Vin, Vin, we need to see a little more pain in your yeah. face. Like if you could imagine, like like in con- like constipation, like constipation, like di- like digestion problems yeah. as you're driving. You know what I mean? <laughs> and there's not a bathroom in sight. You yeah. know, like you're stranded and you have to go number two. Great. Yeah, think of it like your lips are peppers and your nose is pepperoni. How would that feel, Vin? <laughs> yeah. Is is driving yeah, through Fireface is pretty it was, excellent. It was good stuff. Uh, yeah. John Cena was great. Have to give shout out to my king, mm-hmm. John Cena. I've been a long-standing member of the C Nation. I liked Cena way before it was cool. To anyone out there, I liked Cena back in like '08. So <laughs> so so get with it. Get with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I loved John Cena walking down the stairs after people who are normal sized walking down the stairs because like Cena is so huge he's and literally a human G.I. Joe he's huge yeah he's gigantic I, I real quick I, sorry to interrupt your story yeah. real quick saw him in person once at Wrestlemania saw him through a fence like oh. waiting, I was online and he was like walking backstage through a fence he is gigantic yeah it, he was like 10 feet from me he's huge it shows because at one point in the beginning they have like there's like a there was like a little boy and then like a, a normal sized woman and like the little boy so like they're all exiting this house and like the little boy goes down the steps first and he's like running he's like running and the woman goes down the steps and she's kind of going faster but she's you know she's she's hustling down she's the moving. steps too and then John Cena goes down the steps and he kind of like has to just kind of like go one long like he just looks so unnatural going down two flights of stairs because he's so giant you know what I mean it yeah. just looks absolutely insane like he he really just has to it's just two steps for him but he has to go slow to kind of like keep up the time with the other two you know it's just wild watching him do anything normal behind two normal sized people yeah. is so funny you yeah know? it's it's amazing it's he's a so human funny. tree yeah yeah i also love how the cars in that movie were basically treated like bodies because they kept killing cars mm, you know yeah. what i mean it was like all these death yeah, scenes most, of cars most of the deaths were just an exploding car yeah I or think, like yeah or just like cars would dramatically be blown off a bridge and then it would just like these cars would fall to their death, you know? Like yeah. I kind of enjoyed the car body count a little too much, maybe. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Um, I-, I can agree with that. I also really loved the um mm. the sentimental cross necklace that they got for like seven ninety nine from Amazon.com <laughs> that represented like the bond of their relationship. It was just this like shitty like Vin Diesel and his uh his wife or yeah, was it? Michelle yeah, Rodriguez. Yeah. Like they, it was like this 
the bond of their seven ninety nine Amazon cross necklace would really keep them together through this whole crisis. Yeah. Loved that detail. I loved how Char- I liked that Charlize Theron was in the movie, but I'm not sure. Oh my God. I don't yeah, know I if she knew. This. I don't know if she knew she was in the movie. Like it was, she was in a completely different movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, yeah. She thought she was filming like a Coen brother, like something that wasn't yeah. Fast X. Like she thought she was in a movie called like Bitch Fight or something. She was yeah. just always fighting the other women in the movie but it, the plot of the the main plot of fast x and the plot of charlie's theron were like com- two completely different movies they it happened like, in two separate parts of the world which i don't mean i was very i don't remember any explanation for why charlie's theron and was it michelle rodriguez was she with yeah why they were in where they were i think it was because like jason momoa is like the main villain and he was kind of going after charlie's theron as well as vin diesel and so like vin diesel so they were like uh, yeah, it doesn't really make any much sense, but that's kind of how she got involved. In, in, but then they're in this like kind of prison together. It, it, it was weird. I think they were in the girls were in a movie called Bitch Fight, and the boys yeah. were, the boys were in a movie called Fast X. That's yeah, what it agreed, seemed like. Yeah. It was the boys and Brie Larson and Brie Larson, of course. Yeah, Brie Larson. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think a funny thing part of the movie was when uh, those two people chose to sat, sit directly next to us in an entire empty theater. Yeah, because we bought those tickets weeks ago and and so those two had logged on true saw a mostly empty theater and thought let's sit next to these two seats that are already taken and then the girl had like a crazy cough crazy coughing fit they were both season pass members yeah and there were i think there were co-workers and there was like sexual tension it was a nightmare yeah i think the season passes thing really shows how weird they were because like if you're season pass holders don't you have the wherewithal to know not to sit next to that's what's weird because yeah. i had like the amc a-list subscription i was i would you, who would sit next to someone anyway season no. pass or no season pass yeah. who, would, who does that i don't know in a mostly empty theater I, I get it after friday night there's no empty seats it is what it is but on a, a thursday afternoon it was menacing when there's five people in the theater and now four of us are all sitting next to each other yeah it was weird insanity yeah, it was it was it felt menacing, and then she had a coughing fit, and that was that was really funny for really long. It was really funny <laughs> for really because usually long. we're the ones who have a coughing fit. Like it's usually yeah, I, us. I, my I my mouth salivates a lot for some reason. <laughs> it's been my whole life, and I'm constantly choking on my spit, like and having really bad. But it wasn't me this time. No, it's it was the girl next to me. It was a miracle. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I I actually didn't think I would like Jason Momoa, but I was surprised. He I was actually, good. yeah, I, I enjoyed him. Um, he was a great, like, cartoony, over the top villain. Yeah, I feel like he had this kind of like, like I don't know why he had like a lavender menace thing going on. Where like, because lavender, oh, this makes no sense. But like, he had a feminine energy. Yeah, and like the early in the early like women's movement when they didn't really know what to do with like the les because like lesbianism was still so like you know kind of like a faux pas and like this they they, they called lesbians in the early feminist movement the lavender menace and like <laughs> okay. i know it's horrible yeah momo was a little lavender he was menace. a little yeah because he had this kind of like he kind of had this kind of like queer vibe to him where he was like wearing scrunchies and had like he was painting his nails and i thought the i, I kind of flamboyant yeah, yeah, yeah i kind of enjoyed that i mean i don't i don't know if it's politically correct i really don't fucking know but I, I enjoyed his yeah kind of like a lavender menace vibe it was yeah. kind of like yeah i i didn't really want to like him but i was like oh i get it he's he's actually he was a good villain he's good yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's a he deserved movie star yeah jason mo he's good i'd see him in other things yeah he was really good i give it a solid thumbs up i had a great time i was so i really don't 
Oh, excuse me for the third time <laughs> on this single podcast. <laughs> uh, I give it a thumbs up. I was so fucked up. I really, I didn't know what was going on. Didn't need to know what was going on. <laughs> yeah. I had a great time anyway. Yeah, I had a great time. And then we had to wait in creepy downtown LA for our car. Um, I kept trying to get us to go on the subway because yeah, I was <laughs> like, you are out of your mind. I was no. like, I cannot see straight. I am not I trying to figure out the metro I thought right the now. metro would be easier. I was like, let's just go. I was like, go. a bus to a train to another bus? Absolutely not. No, and right I was now. like, we can do it. We're from New York. We can there was a split second. There was a split second where I was like, we might have to. Because I was like, the cab just like wasn't, it wasn't coming. And we're just like standing on this corner it was a nightmare yeah. um but arnold charlie got there yes our, our, our next uber driver arnold charlie who like so you know hate to say it we see you know he's an older man in a mask pulls up and we're both kind of like all right great yeah we'll just be a nice quiet ride on this crazy day yeah a nice quiet ride home it was not i made the mistake because he 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 when he picked us up he he kind of brought up traffic because i guess it was like a high traffic time and he was like ah there's traffic and then i was like oh i'm sorry i was like is there ever like a good time in la when there's like when there's like not traffic like what's the best time you know to travel like in a car and he was like the only time there was no traffic in los angeles was what was what well, windows roll up. So he rolls oh, yeah. the windows up right after you ask this. He rolls the windows up and he's like, the only time there was no traffic was April 29th, 1992. And then he goes into this <sighs> whole Rodney King riots thing. Yeah. He, he's like an old uh, Korean man, I think he was. Yeah. Uh, and he started to explain, he started to go into the uh, tensions between the Korean and black communities. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're getting some casual races i mean i'm not even it was no wonder he rolled his window up because this man was saying he he is clearly yeah he had some casual racism going on but um there was yeah he said some stuff yeah and uh, and but he was also like a tour guide i guess he does a lot of like chinese he, does, he gives tours he has to a, a lot, lot of customers he's a lot of clients a lot of clients he, he gives tours to a lot of particularly chinese tourists who like business seems like according to him like some money business chinese you know some chinese money coming over here yeah he gives tours to um, I, I don't know what else we can say here. Well, yeah. the funniest thing he said was he was because he was like, you know, I can take you to like, he's like, you know, you yeah, guys. We, sorry. Oh, no. He was saying like, oh, you guys are staying in West Hollywood. That's like the gay area. He's like, I can take you. Yeah, he was like, he's like, if you so want, that's, the gay area. that's a gay area. A lot of gay people there. He's like, if you want, I can take you to the gay bars there. I know all the gay bars there. And you're like, what? Okay. Is he like closeted? Like why? And he's like, because, you know, a lot of my clients from china they're very curious about the gay community because in china gay people and weed they're very curious yeah he's like in china gay people they're not allowed to be gay so when they come here they want to see gay people and you're like <laughs> oh my god okay and then There's all the bars to drive by so you can take a look at the beefcakes dancing in the window or yeah. whatever that one bar he was saying yeah, yeah. Oh, so, god. So, so the chinese are very curious According to Arnold Charlie, the Chinese are very curious about weed and the gay community. Yeah, because he also talked about how he takes them to marijuana shops and they just buy all the marijuana paraphernalia. And then he has to like really warn them, like, you can't bring this back to China. You'll go to jail. Like, you have to consume this before you leave. Yeah, like, which I'm like, I'm sure they know. I, Maybe not, though. Maybe not, though. Yeah. So, you know, good, good, good on you to give them a tip on yeah. it. Yeah. 
But it was another That long... was another 45 minutes of that. Yeah. It was 45 minutes of Arnold... Of, of, of uncensored Arnold Charlie. Yeah. Ar- in his van. Arnold Charlie Raw. Like, <laughs> it was Arnold oh Charlie God. Raw on Santa Monica. Oh. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Uh, and it's, it was, you know, it was a lot like Michael, but it was at least not threatening. No. Like, it, was, it was like, it was Michael, f- I felt like I was actually going to die. Yeah. Arnold Charlie was just casually offended a, a few just, times. <laughs> Arnold Charlie was, yeah, he said a few things where it was like, dude, really? Oh, boy. Chill out. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's, he's an older man. But didn't man. think he was going to, you know, drive us to a warehouse and kill us. No, no. Just drive us past a, just, just drive past a gay bar and make us gawk. That's all. That's, yeah, for, yeah. for quote-unquote for us. Right, yeah. <laughs> Do it to, for quote-unquote for us. Yeah. Oh, God. It was it was a long ride. So, but, yeah. um, so we got home. We so were this was, so yeah, tired. Because this was like a pretty long 16 hours for us at this point. <laughs> yeah. Chill out. More cookies. More balcony. <laughs> yeah. We wake up for when we're going to go out to breakfast. This is like our, uh, this is our last day now, right? Yeah. And so we wanted to treat it like we wanted to, you know, skip out, treat ourselves for using the continental breakfast, saving some money. So we're like, let's it's go gonna out. It's going to be a weed and restaurant day yeah. for us. <laughs> so... And we're not getting any cars. No, no. We, we were done with cars. cars. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. our last day, we were like, we are not getting in one fucking car. We are walking everywhere. Yeah. Doesn't matter it. how weird we look walking in LA. Yeah. We're, whatever. Yeah, we're only going places we know we can walk to and that's it. Yeah, until we have to go to the airport. We are done with yeah. almost getting trafficked and or having to listen to a lot of casual racism. Like, we're fucking <laughs> yeah, done with it. Enough. Can't enough. do it anymore. I've oh, had I enough. can't do it anymore. Um, so there's this uh, rest- uh, restaurant called Joey's, kind of close by down the street, and it was so good. I feel like the so food in California good. is better than the food in New York. Maybe it's the same. Maybe it's the same. I think it's the same. I think it's the same. Because, like, you know, getting home and then getting the pizza from Grand Avenue was like, yeah. like it's either, I think it's like, I'm sure there's shitty places too. And we, yeah. You know, I'm sure like there's places in LA where you're like, oh, that sucked. Yeah, that's true. Same thing. I think the same thing in New York where there's some places where you're like, this is insane. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's everything we've had, uh, delicious. Yeah. Like, and delicious. at least for a vegetarian too. I'm a vegetarian. They have the, they have. Maybe it's a little more vegetarian. Friendly. I yeah, think maybe so. Maybe it's a little more friendly, not the right word, but just better prepared. Yeah. Uh, like just more options, better. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, I got uh, I got the tofu bruschetta there and it was fucking delicious. Um, yeah, that would look good. But it got it was really embarrassing because I like it's it's kind of embarrassing to order the tofu bruschetta. I'm not going to lie. It, it takes some confidence to be like, yes, yes, I want the tofu bruschetta. Yes. <laughs> I don't want the eggs. I would like the tofu. Like, it's kind of embarrassing. But more embarrassing is I ordered tea. And the guy brought out, like, an entire pot of tea and a cup. And so I... Well, you, we just thought it was a pot of hot water. I thought it was a pot of hot water. I assumed because in New York, if I order tea, they usually give me a tea bag because it's not fancy. And this place is fancy and they yeah. brewed the tea already. So... On top of ordering the tofu bruschetta, I was the girl who was like, "I'm no, me. well, well, I'm I'm your boy." I was like, "I'm going to be the hero here. Oh. I'm flagging this guy down. I'm getting I'm getting my lady or tea." <laughs> you were, yeah. So he comes out, and I was like, oh, hey, oh, like you know, so like we have this poor guy that comes over, and we're and we're and we're like, "Oh, we didn't get," and he was like, "It's." And I was like, oh, it's in the pot already. Thank you so much. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. I am so stupid and I'm so sorry. And I'm I'm so sorry for everything white people have ever done. He's a Spanish guy. I'm like, I'm so sorry for everything white people do. I'm so sorry for anything women do. I'm so sorry for anything people do to you ever. And I'm so, so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Like, I felt so bad. Tofu bruschetta girl who doesn't know her tea is already brewed in the fucking pot. You know, like, if I had eggs, it would have been. But as the tofu girl... 
It was embarrassing. It's a double whammy. It was embarrassing. It was a little bit. It's a little bit of a double whammy. Yeah. Uh, but he laughed. He laughed. We, we, we recovered. We, you know, he laughed, and then he probably cursed us as he walked away. Oh yeah. But, he but, probably yeah. already spit in the tea when I ordered the tofu bruschetta. Like this fucking bitch. <laughs> uh, but um, so then the people sitting behind us were these kind of like obnoxious it was like a gay guy and a, and a female friend and they were just talking about how what they do when they're on set oh and... i thought you were going to talk about the other the, the the gay men talking about their teslas oh no you can talk about that i mean i i, I that was that's all i have to say I, that's oh. what i was just saying that's where i thought you were gonna go yeah. oh no i didn't i didn't hear them you you because you were kind of closer to them so they, I, yeah, they, they were behind just, you yeah they were loudly talking about their teslas two gay guys talking about their teslas kind of weird huh i don't know i don't know what that's yeah, they, about they, just, they were like they were like can you believe we ran out of fuel with our teslas i don't know but this is what so the people sitting behind me yeah it was like a, a, a straight guy i mean sorry <laughs> straight woman gay guy that's kind of what i discerned and they were both in show you know entertainment they were talking about what they do on set and like their auditions or whatever now, and they what set this may be we don't know is this their instagram green screen room yeah, i don't know yeah, i don't know knows. anyway and they had these two little dogs that were so yippy it was like these two small little chihuahuas i think a, they were so cute but they were freaked out yeah every everything <laughs> that passed by them and they did that they were obnoxious people because they were barking at the waiters and the they dogs didn't, were yeah they didn't do shit they didn't to do, like, yeah, they didn't even like. There wasn't even like, oh, sorry. Like, yeah, no, no, they were just like let their dogs bark at this guy. Oh, they were obnoxious. obnoxious. They were obnoxious. obnoxious. Yeah, and so when we were leaving, I like got up and we, we have to walk through their dogs. We have to walk through their dogs because they're also the dogs are on a leash, but they're like, I mean, the dog was like wandering all under my leg the whole time. Like it was yeah, like, and there's not a lot of room. It's like sidewalk seating. There's not a lot of room anyway. Yeah, but so I like get up and I'm now because I don't want the dogs to freak out. I go to the dogs i look down at the dogs and i go hi and the gay guy thought i was saying hi to him so i say hi to the dogs i go hi and the gay guy goes hi thank you like what oh, oh hi thank you hi thank you i was like oh my god hi thank you like oh, hi thank you oh my god <laughs> I, I just got bitch slapped by this guy <laughs> i i felt like i got verbally bitch slapped by him because he like a he kind of thought i was saying hi to him which i wasn't and then b he just assumed i was like giving his dogs a compliment i don't know why did he say thank you like i just said hi to your dogs and I, we, he immediately was like hi thank you no any i mean they these they were lunatics yeah these two. they like were any lunatics. normal person would understand that you're just addressing the dog as you have to walk past it right and their dogs are crazy and yeah. they're going like anytime i looked at the dog it was just like <laughs> it was just yeah. its teeth were hanging out and it was shaking it's terrified yeah it was terrified yeah. so it's like you know you don't want to get your ankle nipped right but this guy is dog. so in his own world that he thought a i was saying <laughs> hi to him and then when he realized i wasn't saying hi to him he thought i was complimenting him or his dog so he said thank you it's like, i I, read, I thought the thank you was him saying like thank you like i thought yeah. it was him being like thank you either bye. way yeah like, i was like good. bye i mean <laughs> yeah. all he said to me was bye pretty much you're that right was, yeah that's what i, I that's i like i feel like he was basically like girl have you ever heard a dry bar like fix your hair i mean like that's how i felt it was just like bye and i'm like oh my god like i felt yeah i felt like i got like 
passive aggressively bitch slapped by this guy. I was like, oh my god. Just bitchy. just for just because just because we were saying hi to the dog. I, know, I was like, I didn't even look at you, dude. Yeah, it's like just... we don't care about you. We're no. just, your, your little dog is here, and hi, we have to get past. Thank it. you. Like, oh. oh, hi, thank you. Oh, it's cold in L.A. Ooh, <laughs> chilly, bitchy out here. I think it was literally cold in L.A. That it was, was the thing. cold. It was colder in L.A. than it was in New York. It was uh, weird. Yeah, so that was it. Um, oh yeah, so yes, that was that was it. We we did our food day. We you know we won't we don't need to say anything else. We're all delicious. Wait, so I want to say one more thing about Joey's. So oh, yeah, af- okay. after Joey's, so we left we left Joey's and went to pick up some more cookies because you know we still yes. had a, we still had an afternoon to get through. This was a great call by you. Thank you. Um, and so as we're walking back, we have to walk past Joey's again. And at this moment, we see the table with the with the gay guy and and the, and the girl. Uh, who were in entertainment and the girl goes to the bathroom and the gay guy is immediately on FaceTime. He's that guy. (laughs) He is immediately talking to someone on FaceTime. He like cannot be alone at the table. No, no. So these are the type of people that we're dealing with um, in West Hollywood. And also we saw a guy rollerblading down Santa Monica while looking at his phone. And I totally thought it was like David Cross has this bit about uh, Gabriel wants to rollerblade, and I was like, "That was very." Yeah. This guy is Gabriel wants to lo- rollerblade, but he moved to California. Yeah, he's I don't know. very Gabriel wants to rollerblade because he, yeah. he was rollerblading while looking at his phone. If you don't know the Gabriel wants to rollerblade bit, I highly recommend look it up. It's so funny. Yeah, um, David Cross. Um, yeah, that was it, and then we just kind of relaxed for the rest of the day on the balcony. That was very um, nice. Uh, we, Substanced yeah. up. Substance up. Totally yeah. chill. We had like recovered from those fucking Uber rides, like. It was really nice. And the balcony, like, yeah, it was just like the aesthetics of L.A. Like, you're up in the palm trees. Oh, it's it's really pretty and quiet. We saw jacaranda trees, which I had read about before because I was reading a lot of Eve Babbitts before I went. And, like, she talked about the jacaranda trees. And we were, like, we had views of the fucking beautiful jacaranda it. trees. That's where it's, like, kind of fun to just let yourself be a tourist because anyone we mentioned jacaranda trees to, they were just like, those aren't. Those aren't natural here. Oh my god! Yeah, those aren't what, native. What those aren't was native that? to LA. And it's like, well, we're just saying they're nice. I know. That's all we're saying is that they're nice. So it doesn't. No, we're not. We're not saying that they are native here. We're just no. saying that they're planted here and they are nice. You have lilac trees here. Chill. Calm down. Chill. Yeah. yeah. Both of the chatty Uber drivers, because I was trying to think of things to say to them, so I'd be like, I really like the trees here. I just found out what jacaranda it, trees yeah. are. And Yeah. In a way, I'm going to try to take it as a lesson for myself in my own life. If someone asked me about a New York thing to maybe like, I'm, I'm trying to think of what I'd get so hmm. like about, but where yes. I was like, where was like maybe- the subway is actually very convenient. Yeah, yeah, I know. Because it is. It, it, yeah, it's like it's like it is. Well, the subway because that's like a little bit with like L.A. traffic subway. It's like mm. it's like yeah, you yeah, I'm trying to think of like, um, like an aesthetic-y thing like, like mm. that with New York that like a tourist would be like, oh, that's nice. And I'd be like, Pfft. like Central Park or like, I'm trying like like something, but Central Park's nice. I think it's like nice sidewalk too. Sidewalk or like I, I, it's so sad that I can't think of something that's really that's kind of comparable to like the. It's tough to compare to a jacaranda tree. Yeah, a lilac, yeah, a tree with yeah. lilac flowers in New York. Yeah. I really don't know. Um, yeah. Something that people like in New York, I really don't know. The subway, the bars, people love bars. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just in general, I'm going to try yeah. to take that note for myself to you know maybe not be so snarky about my the city that I live in. And yeah, lo- and love. Yeah, that's true. It's true. It's really it's true. It's hard. You know, it's hard when you live somewhere. It's hard to not be bitter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were just like eating and 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 relaxing our way through Los Angeles. We weren't working there and dealing with all all the problems of the city. Yeah, I'm sure within three months of moving there and working, I'd be like, 
fuck this place. This fucking jacaranda trees. They're suck. not native. They're not native. <laughs> I'd be immediately yelling at this. Aren't, you know that I'm from here. They're not native. I hate them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then we got to, so our flight the next morning was so early. And we got to LAX like before five in the morning, I think. And apparently. Um, yeah, we got there like 345. Yeah. yeah and <laughs> apparently like fucking the TSA doesn't open yet. Like we had to wait. And they stormed in like SEAL Team 6 it, at like 458. It was crazy. And then they're just like. Let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you guys are late. Oh we were God. all here. You, yeah. What are you yelling at us for? Come on. You should have been here a half hour. Ago. We're ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Where are you guys? Yeah, it was insane. It was insane. And then we're waiting for our flight. Like nothing is open. You can't get a coffee or tea anywhere. And they are blasting Candlebox in their music mix. Like this Candlebox song was every third song they played. <laughs> yes. And we're going to play it because it's all we heard before we left for Los Angeles. So Yeah, this was a, literally like three times in a 10-minute uh, stand. Yeah. Eastbound. It's just, and, yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Is this far behind by Candlebox again? Again. It's again. Here again. Come. Coffee's not open yet, but you can hear <laughs> Candlebox yeah. again. Turn it up. I feel like turn it up a little because it's quite. Okay. There it is. Ugh. Maybe you don't you can't have coffee. You just gotta sit there. <laughs> just sitting there at like four fifteen in the morning. You just gotta listen to this. And you're like, ah, eh, well, our flight's before the Jamba Juice opens. Yeah, so. you, you try to plug your earplugs. You can still hear it through your earphones. Yeah, yeah, you can't yeah, just playing over your music. Over your music. Anyway, right. this that is was, really fun. That was our week in LA. We have to feed our cat. He's, he's he took he's a really out. smelly poop during this podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> But anyway, it was so fun. We had a great time. Yeah. This is entertainment, entertainment. entertainment I'm Justin Engelmeyer. I'm Kayla McKee. Thanks a lot, guys. This is Candlebox. Far behind by Candlebox, if you want to look it up. Someday. Just go to LAX. They'll play it multiple times. Yeah, you can use your, your Kazaa app. <laughs> sure. Oh, it's this song. Wow, yeah. Yeah, Eastbound and Down. Use this really good in Eastbound and Down. Really Anyway. Good. All right. All right, bye, guys. Bye.